Welcome to another episode of Cooldown Time, a weekly show about gaming's best and bootiest. This is episode 75, and I am your graphically impressive host, Marco. And joining me, as always, is the co-host of the show, the technical mess of the show, the Pablo of the show, who was also ironically named Pablo. Pablo is here. What's up? Would have been real, wor- we- real weird if my name was like... Billy, it's like the Pablo of the show, <laughs> Billy. Uh, but I'm sure maybe in the future we'll have other Pablos of the shows that are not named Pablo. Yeah. Um, how's it going, man? Uh, how been, is the uh, How's the week? It's been a week, man. This this kid of mine, she she catches all the Ebola's, the bird mm-hmm. flus, every mm-hmm. everything possible at this daycare. So uh, I was on a lot of daddy duty this week, just. Uh, helping her get back to speed again but she's feeling better now so i uh i'm I'm finally getting back into the normal routine and then as soon as we did that i found out we might have a hurricane around here man next week so yeah i'm scared about that uh, uh, sickness stuff my 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 little baby boy is about to go into his daycare and um you know he he's a he's already showing signs of being a nasty dirty uh, fucking worm picking kit boy, and I'm scared that he's gonna come home with like, uh, you know, like, uh, like you said, Ebola and and some kind of weird disease nobody's ever heard of, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of shit. But uh, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, maybe you know, maybe we don't have to worry. Maybe uh, the hurricane will wash us all away. Well, speaking of water, in this oh. episode we'll be we'll be discussing the leak. That dripped around ah. the world. <laughs> and like whether Grand all. Theft Auto 6 looks good. <laughs> uh, also, uh, EA's Iron Man announcement and whether Marvel games are getting old. Plus our impressions of the Modern Warfare 2 beta, Escape from Monkey Island, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. And then we're going to round out the show with our tier list for Nintendo's biggest franchises as we rank them from best the bootiest and much more but before we begin pablo why don't you help me tell the people how they can support the show if you don't mind yeah if you guys enjoy cool down time then give our show a sub you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google and even our official website at cooldowntime.com mm-hmm. uh, if you're feeling extra cool follow us on instagram and twitter which is at uh it's cool down time to keep us in your FOV in between episodes. And with that out of the way, Marco, why don't we do what we always do and let's get the show started. I thought you were going to say cocaine. Um, I was like, all right. Well, we, we, we um, do that off camera. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and kick this yeah. off. <laughs> Miami. Okay. <laughs> it didn't have to be Miami at all. I don't know. All right. He almost said BBLs too. BBLs. Um <laughs> Let's get the show started, though, with a segment devoted to the games that we have been playing since you last heard from us, and we call that segment Loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right, so we have uh, we have quite the 
smorgasbord of, of things to talk about in loadouts uh, this week. Uh, everything from games to uh, a very interesting uh, you know, TV show that's on Netflix right now. So a lot of ground to cover, Pablo, so let's not mm-hmm. waste any time. And I'll kick it over to you first here to talk about a game that you have been uh, dying to play uh, since it was yeah. first announced. And it's one of your favorites uh, of all the times, from what I know. Uh, and that is Return to Monkey Island. So, um, Pablo, I, I, I know that a lot of people, myself included, have not played any of these games. Um, but this this franchise is a pretty decorated one uh, and one that you have um, you know, a, a quite a fondness for. So before you talk about the game, you know, to put you on the spot a little bit, tell us what you think makes this franchise special. Um, you know, just from its beginnings to kind of transitioning into what this game is. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's all about the writing and the understanding of the characters. Like, it's they set out to make this pirate swashbuckling adventure game, but they didn't put you in the shoes of a you know swashbuckling pirate they put you in this in in, in, the, in the in the shoes of this blubbering fool pretender mm-hmm. who is basically a moron uh but has dreams of being a pirate and it is so well written it, it's it knows exactly what it's doing it's using exactly um everything you expect think of it like mr bean meets jack sparrow type of mm, uh okay that, that's kind of how i could put it it's so good and and it's always been like this and 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 they never ever ever stray away from what makes a game special in that way and it's it's fantastic it's an adventure it's a point and click adventure game but the writing is so on point and it's so well done everything kind of bleeds into each other everything's logic-based puzzles but they make a lot of sense uh it's it's just it's an all-around exceptionally made a point and click adventure game with incredible characters and amazing mm. writing. So yeah. I guess based on, you know, just that that historical kind of, you know, hindsight about how how impactful and good the series has been, how do you feel like this uh this new game lives up to that standard? Do you think it it matches it, surpasses it, falls short? Where are you at with it so far? So far I think it it's it's just as good as the first two games. Um mm. if not if not better, only because of the understanding that I have of our main character, which is Guybrush Threepwood. Uh, it's the game. It's is a weird, uh, yeah. The, the name exactly. <laughs> everything about this game is so funny. I, I like I. I first when I was playing the game, I was like, man, maybe I would. I shouldn't recommend this to people who aren't fans of Monkey Island because it is so self-referential. Uh, but it is. Um, it does work. Even if you if you're not a fan of the series, what I like about mm. the game specifically, and what and what makes it kind of uh, just as good as the first two games, is the fact that um, it, it kind of slices in right after part two. Even though every game is canon, um, there was speculation that this was kind of resetting canon. It's not everything that you, we played from uh, from uh, especially an escape from Monkey Island. It's all here, uh, but this is kind of a, a, a interstitial between your kid you're, you're telling a story to your kid and you tell him about this adventure about actually returning to monkey island to finding the secret of monkey island because the game the second game the secret of monkey island is a game where you never find the secret of monkey island it's oh, it's okay. a completely different thing that's it's that's part of the joke and so now you're going back to finally find the secret of monkey island and everything about it is 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 so it, it it's it's such a nostalgic feeling going into it because there, there's certain characters that you go in. And it's like years after, and they're so jaded. Like there's a guy in the bar called Cobb, and, and uh, 
an Escape from Monkey Island. An, yeah, Escape from Monkey Island. No, no, sorry. And Return to Monkey Island. Nope, that's wrong too. Um, <laughs> One of these <laughs> and islands. The Secret of Monkey Island. Okay. Uh, you, you go to this bar and this guy called Cobb and he's talking about this uh, adventure game called Loom and he's so excited about talking about Loom and he's like, it's from the minds that brought you this. And then when you go back, he's there and he's like, I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Like he's like, come on, man, tell me, tell me more about Loom. Like it's little shit like that 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 really is is is. It's so cool to see. And then when you go into the three pirates who are kind of like the, the kings of pirates and they're basically are, are the delegation behind what pirates can – who can be and who cannot be a pirate. It's the new generation. And so when you enter that area, the, the pirate music that was playing from the original game is played but has like a little rock – uh, rockability to it at the end because it's like a new generation. It's all this. It's little stuff like that, little touches. But cool. the writing remains to be so fucking strong. Uh, everything you do with the logic based puzzles, uh, it's it's all there for you. It's not like some games really do fuck with the logic, and it's like, all right, how was I supposed to figure that out when you're playing? But this was all there. It's all laid out for you. You just have to put it together, and then everything that you do leads to something else. You grab another item that's going to lead to something else, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. It might be something that they mentioned in the beginning. As soon as you receive it, it's written so well that you're like, oh, this is going to go with this. It's it's not one of those point-and-click adventure games that feels like so obtuse that it almost feels not fun to play unless you're playing it with a guide. If you play this game... In the normal difficulty, you're going to really enjoy all that stuff. Cool. It's it's really well done. Uh, but yeah, man, I, it's it's just char- charming as fucking all hell. It is Good. it is it is still funny. The voice acting is incredible. The conversations and everything that you have in the game is is they're all memorable. Characters remain to be memorable. Your history with LeChuck and all that stuff all it's all played up for laughs. It is it is a it is honestly, and I can say this without like. Without hyperbole, it is a, a hilarious game. Good. My problem has nothing to do with the game. My issue is how funny would it be to a Marco, to you? You've never played any of these games. Right. Will these references just be too referential and you not get it? I'm curious to see. Uh, I I think because it is so conversational that you would enjoy it uh, in that way because they're, you know they're, it's it's most of the game is you speaking to people and you. P- picking certain uh responses like very rpg in that way Mm -hmm. uh but i i I imagine that you probably would enjoy it i just don't know how much you would enjoy it because right now it is it is looking to be one of my favorite games of the year nice like right up there like three or four honestly well if i'm being real i'm probably not gonna play it because i just I, i feel like i've missed the boat and i don't really uh you know, I, nothing that I've seen, and I don't play funny games particularly often, so I, right. I, I'm not into funny. Um, I don't, I, I don't either. Like I, I, I have never played a a, a South Park's The Stick of Truth. I never played any of those mm. games. I, I can't recall a game that I've ever picked up and be like, I play this game because it is hilarious. <laughs> I don't think they yeah. do that well. I mean, comedy is so hard, and comedy in video games right. is even harder, but. That's what makes this game stand out, and yeah. it's because it is so hilariously yeah, I, uh, written. And I'm sure, it, you know, for it to be so time tested, it must be good at what it's doing. So I definitely trust in the humor being high quality. Uh, just whether or for not sure. it would hit with me, I don't know. Only question right. I have for you is based on the controversy around the game pre release with the yeah. art style, um, I would like to get your brief opinion on what the art style is is doing for you is it hitting is it okay is it yeah all right well how do you feel it's hitting for me i I, okay. I love it i think uh it brings a new kind of you're in a very familiar place 
and it brings this new kind of vision to this thing that you've seen before and, and, and it brings it into a new light. It, it, it almost feels older, more mm-hmm. worn in, more lived in because it is in within the timeline. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think there's okay. I think the visually the art style works because there are some visual gags, some close ups to people's faces. A la Red and Stimpy, we'll just say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I sure and, do. and that art style really um really works in that way. I think it's fantastic. I, I really okay. do think that they Dope. they they killed it in that department for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, high praises uh, from my boy uh, on Return to Monkey mm-hmm. Island. So if this game or this franchise is something that you guys out there listening are interested in, uh, it sounds like it's um, it's worth your time. So um, good to hear, though, yeah. for sure. And if you're a point and click adventure fan and you've never played Monkey Island, you gotta you gotta do better and go <laughs> and, right. and and go play go play all these games because the the HD remaster for Xbox 360, which you can play on Xbox One, mm-hmm. it, it still stands the test of time. I I, I played okay. the I, I I fucked with them a little bit earlier this year when I found out this game was coming out, mm-hmm. and it is they still hit. They're so good. Okay. Yeah. Dope, man. Um, let me tag in real fast with uh, an update on a game I talked about last week. Then the rest of the stuff on our list we actually all have in common. So we'll just walk through those together. But real quick, um, I actually rolled credits on Metal Hellsinger. Um, last week I talked about kind of my initial impressions of the game after playing uh, the first, I think it was like the first two um chapters of it or something uh i went ahead and finished it not a very long game so it's one of those games where it's just a nice little maybe two three hour thing unless you're trying to get high scores and stuff like that then it's a more uh investment type of, uh, of experience for you but um i have to say i really liked this game a lot um pretty much all the way through to the end um it doesn't have a lot of variety in terms of every chapter um, it's a, it's pretty much mapped out the same way. You kind of go into these kill boxes, uh, and then you just need to take out wave after wave of enemy. Um, and as you do that, your multiplier goes up. As the multiplier goes up, then more uh, instrumentation from the music kicks in. Then when you get to the maximum amount, the, the vocals kick in. So you're pretty much just kind of doing that all throughout the game. Uh, which is a good, which is why it's good that the game didn't last super long to finish because it would have got old by that point. But um, it is really, really fun. I found the gameplay to be very good. Uh, the music was all very good as well. Uh, the boss fights were a lot of fun. Uh, the final boss was great. Uh, that whole ending sequence was was a great time. So I walked away pretty happy about this one. Again, it's on Game Pass. If you happen to have an Xbox, I suggest you try it out if you haven't already. Uh, I think it was really, really fun. I don't know if it's going to necessarily hang on my personal top 10, um, but it will definitely, it, it, it screams like honorable mention potential uh, for me. Yeah. So I, I, I messed with it a little bit. I I don't know. It's something about it that just didn't completely capture me. Um, it definitely got me all sweaty with the music when I, <laughs> I was like really into yeah. it. Uh, and my son's going through a weird kind of phase of sleeping, and so like I can't really play this game when he's. I only play at night, mm-hmm. and so I really can't play at night too much. So yeah, that's part of it as well. But I there's something about it that I just it didn't really hit for me. But I, I was surprised by how much story there was, uh, and yeah. I was surprised by how good the shooting actually felt. And uh, even though you know you get the most max amount of points by shooting, 
on beat, I thought that, that the guns were calibrated in a way, and in terms of how they shot and the shots in between and the and the and the reloads, all that stuff was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it just it just sings. It's really nice. Um, Good time. But, you know, just something about it that didn't completely capture me. I think that's because of the other games that I'm playing. I might go back to this eventually down the road or whatever. It is on Game Pass. It's still on there. The music is dope as fuck. Uh, you know, yeah. I, and I do I do have an inclination to go into rhythm games like <laughs> I show Marco the uh, trombone. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, that trombone, trombone game start? everybody's talking about. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't think it's funny. I, I, I just don't get I think it. it, bro. That's hilarious to me. I, I, I want that game so bad. I've tried. Again, I've tried. I've watched like I just like Twitch streams of people playing it, and like they're all off key. And I get what makes that funny, but I just I don't know. I, I grin at best. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't, but, I don't know. But it, it's. But I have like a proclivity towards like these rhythm games like that. So yeah. I might er- come back to that um, for sure. All right. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, some games that we both have been playing, or these actually aren't even fully released just yet, but uh, let's talk first about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 open beta that has been going on uh, for the last little while. So um, both of us played it on PlayStation 5 um, since it came out there first, and um, you know, I I think we have some different perspectives on where where we're at with this uh, beta. Yeah. And what it indicates about the full release. But um, if you don't mind, I'll jump in real fast and just sure, kind of say sure. where I'm at. Um, I uh, I wasn't originally going to play beta, the beta for this because I'm not a beta guy. Uh, I just don't. Um, to me, betas leave so many unanswered questions about like the context of why certain things are the way they are in the beta. Like art style and aesthetic and you know such and so on and so forth that you don't really get since you're not playing the full release, that it's hard to really gauge whether something is of high quality or not. So I have to say as a caveat that there's a lot of things about Modern Warfare 2 from the beta that I'm not sure is good or bad yet until I see what the full package of the game is going to be like. Um, what I can say though, just optically, is that to me. This this game is very mundane to me. It's like mundane warfare. <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> like it's to me it, it's it checks the same boxes for better or for worse um that that most Call of Duties, especially Infinity Ward Call of Duties, seem to check. And there's an audience of people that absolutely adore the Infinity Ward Call of Duties. I have not really been much of a fan of theirs. I'm I'm more of a Black Ops type of guy, Treyarch. Uh, fan Um, because I think those games compared to modern warfares have much more imagination to them and I liked the government conspiracy like the the numbers mason the mk ultra type of stuff going on brainwashing yeah I I really dig that kind of stuff it's it's kind of cool and in like unsettling at the same time whereas this is like okay it's another war going on in some middle eastern country with a lot of sand and dust and war-torn urban cities and that's i guess that's kind of how i felt like this this game struck me um it just feels kind of unremarkable from an aesthetic standpoint the locations feel very bland and predictable for call of duty um a lot of the the weapons and the and the things you can do in the game it just feels like a reshuffling of the same deck uh, again, for better or for worse, because there's some things that are fun about it. Um, and I just found this to... I didn't really see any standout thing about this beta or about the gameplay that I really liked. Even even the third-person stuff, which I tried. I think it's it's done well, but I just don't think it yep. adds anything special to this multiplayer at all. So I came away from this sort of feeling like 
it's fine, but it's just kind of on the bland side of fine. Um, and I guess um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to go ahead and get the full game. Um, unless I'm bored or I'm just, you know, occasionally I will get the itch for Call of Duty once in a blue moon, as much as I hate to admit it. And I'll, I'll, I might yeah. get it then, but I don't know about day one for me. Cause I just think this didn't really feel unique in any way, shape or form. So that's kind of where I'm at, but let me kick it over to you, Pablo. Tell me how you felt about the open beta. Yeah. I mean, uh, I echo a lot of what you're saying in terms of like, this feeling certain kind of way, like kind of feeling a little bland here and there and kind of feeling a lot like the Infinity War uh, version of Call of Duty because, you know, obviously it is. But I, for me, I, I think Call of Duty is a weird beast. I, it's it's all made up of the same formula, but the ingredients are sometimes mixed just a little slight, are slightly different. And so that kind of brings out the Cold War, which we love, the Vanguard. And, you know, those are all kind of mixed a little differently, like you were saying. Uh, but for whatever reason, Modern Warfare 2, which is the second Modern Warfare <laughs> the second the it's the series. second second modern second, warfare second modern warfare so stupid <laughs> um I, I like it man i i think there's something about the speed of the game the, the it's quicker ttk it's it's actually comparable to um to uh vanguard the ttk usually in modern warfare is by uh treyarch uh not by treyarch by uh infinity war are uh, the ttks are a little longer this it's nice and quick and snappy. I like the way I like the level design quite a bit. My number one issue is modern warfare games has always been the level design, not in terms of the the look of it, the aesthetic, but more about the fact that it's it's poorly kind of configured to where you're running into like a, a zone, like a spawn zone more often than not, like uh, spawn uh, camping stuff like that. That, that, that. There's not a lot of that here. Um, I actually quite enjoy the way it was all laid out, um, and so far, just the way it plays, it 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 kind of feels like that Call of Duty that I like. It's the proper ingredients mixed in the proper way that is calling me, and I'm really into it because I, I loved Cold War and Vanguard. For as much as we tried, it just we kind of fell off of it. At least I did. Uh, it was just not. It was just not what cold war was cold war was for us but ultimately i i, I came away off the beta and i'm still kind of uh dab uh, dab you know uh, playing in a, li- uh, a little bit of it here and there waiting for it to come out on xbox uh, i i'm enjoying it i i really i really think it, it's a nice little um entry into the series i will say though i i don't think it's doing anything special i mean i think it's more mm-hmm. call of duty and i think that's okay sometimes um but I have to admit that the third person stuff for me is quite terrible. I I think that um it, it it looks weird, it feels weird, it moves weird. The transition from third person to first per- to first yeah, person when strange. you zoom in, it, it's fucking strange. It's like why? What's the reason for this? If you're just gonna do this? Because my understanding was it was gonna be like oh the third party, uh, the third person kind of view. Also, you might do that in in in, in the war zone where it's like Fortnite. They're emulating Fortnite over the shoulder type. Mm-hmm. But no, once you hit the the trigger button to 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 zoom in, it just becomes a first person view. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what's the There's point no of that? There's no discernible tra- benefit to doing it at all. Really? Yeah. And, and the transition is, 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 is bad. And you know, that could be a beta thing, but I don't, I don't understand. A lot of the call of duty betas usually aren't, really betas they're more like demos you know and i feel like you know a lot of that is what this is this is pretty much going to be the final package in terms of how it plays um so i'm not really excited about because they're really leading on the whole third person stuff some um the drop zone i forgot another 
feature that that's not on the beta, but that they're talking about. Uh, those kind of things, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, but the third person stuff is just for me, mm-hmm. like like truly, honestly, I feel like it's really bad. Like it's just like it's like oh, I don't. Uh, it looks good. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like a uh, a mod where the guy's moving weirdly. He looks fine but yeah. in terms of the actual playability of it not my thing not my jam but you know to closing thoughts here i just thought i'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on this one um i i i've a couple of years ago i've come to to the realization that i do like call of duty it's just it's kind of like do i like this call of duty right it, it depends on, on the iteration and so uh, this looks like one that's gonna call my name a little bit this looks like the one that's gonna get me to go back into it don't know idea about the single player stuff but all for the stuff that i've seen it looks like it's it's the the first the the sorry the story mode it, it looks like it's pretty dope on it so we'll wait and see uh i am again cautiously optimistic enjoying the the beta but yeah uh we'll see when the final product is out all right speaking of waiting for the final product to come out but getting something to hold us over we have the next game on our list which is the Don't demo of whoa oh. long <laughs> fallen dynasty jesus <laughs> um so this was actually something that came out as part of i believe it was part of the uh the tgs xbox thing uh it came out yeah. I think shortly after or the same day i can't remember it was like I think it was a day after. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. So uh, it dropped. Me and Pablo decided to uh, fire it up, give it a shot, and see what we thought about it. And um, Pablo, I'll I'll go ahead and kick off my thoughts first, uh, just like last time. And I'll say, um, I hate to be so like two for two with negativity here, but I I, I didn't really care for it too much, uh, to be honest. So I think one of the things that I said um, when we talked about its presence at TGS was that it looks like, you know, a, a, a decent Soulsborne game, but the problem is it looks like a decent Soulsborne game. And I think that's exactly what this is for me. It just seems like a, a run-of-the-mill Soulsborne game. Um, more so leaning towards, like, probably more of a hybrid of Neo, Sekiro, and Ninja Gaiden, um, if I'm being honest, just because of, like, how tight the movement is and how responsive it is. It feels very... How fast? Yeah, the speed is very different. Um, but I don't know what it was. I think this this was an experience to me where the game just felt um, unremarkable. Uh, the moves look cool. The animations look nice. The, the The art style is, from what you could see, is is fine enough. But I guess there was just nothing special about the gameplay. It was it was actually. Speaking of the gameplay, I think it was... I know these games are, are made to be difficult. I think this was a little too difficult. And it could just be because it's a demo, we need more hours into it to, to learn and get, you know, get a feel for things, like, like what's customary for these types of games. But this felt especially hard in a way that it felt less like a matter of learning the game and more of a matter of like, they may have just designed that a little too hard. It's obviously hard to tell. It's a demo, but you know, I just I don't know, man. It it just didn't hit with me at all. I don't have much to say about it. It was, it was just all right. It just kind of took mm-hmm. the wind out of my sails a little bit for it because I was kind of hyped about this game before the demo dropped. Well, I, I played it uh, for I, right when it came out. I realized like, oh shit! And so I downloaded it 
and I didn't really, I wasn't really into it at first. I thought it was kind of uh, a lot of what you're saying. Um, my problem is, is I was I'm playing Elden Ring, uh, trying to uh, wrap that up, and I literally stopped playing Elden Ring to jump onto this. Mm. And I was trying to play like Elden Ring. This is exactly, I have it in my notes here, exactly what you said. I think it's just Neo because it's the same per- people who make it. And it's Ninja Gaiden. I, I, I would I would be absolutely surprised if when they asked what other inspiration we can, and they didn't say, well, we took Neo and Ninja Gaiden and just put it together because it's exactly how this feels like. This feels like a Neo game with, with the movement and kind of like the 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 uh, the speed of, the, of Ninja Gaiden. Um, and I went back, played it again. Uh, for what it was, and I have to say, I really thought, I really fucking loved it. I, I thought it, it played well. I, I, I like the movement. I like how it differentiates themselves from the Soulsborne game by being that quick. It, it does definitely feel more. I think I, I would say I'm more in the camp that it feels more like a Ninja Gaiden game, uh, than it does a, a Souls game. But you know, that's kind of par for the course because those games are all kind of inspiring each other there but i do agree with the difficulty of it i i think the the parry system is fucked i it's the the window in which you do a parry is 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 not very um it's not there's not a lot of time to do that i think the movement is fast and and cool but i think there's I think it's it's inaccurate at times. I, I do feel it's a little floaty. Uh, I think the level design, at least from the demo, you know, you want to you want to push out the best of the best. That level design in that demo was putrid. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think that the, the the I think the design of the game is really cool. I I, I would love to see more. I I think there's going to be more of a majestic, uh, like more of like a a uh, otherworldly kind of element to it. If I'm not mistaken, that's going to be part of the game. So I'm interested to see that um but yeah i i really love the gameplay i i I, for what it is because it is it is quite a ways away for them to release a demo that it feels this complete so i am i i am confident that they'll be able to uh tweak it and make it a little bit more uh fun to play if i'm being honest but i'm i came away from it at after my second playthrough pretty optimistic that it's going to be a really solid neo inspired ninja gaiden type of game whether or not you know that that means it's going to be good great because neos are are really good games but i never i never really feel coming away from a neo game that i played like one of the best souls games i've ever played it just feels fine and i I feel like this is going to be that but i mean look I still think it's a great get for Xbox. You know, I think that uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a one a, a pretty well rated game come next year. Um, but again, these games won't be for everybody, and I don't. I'm not even sure if it's gonna be for me. But I enjoyed it. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game on our list of loadouts. Uh, so randomly, uh, I got a text from Pablo, and he told me I bought you a game. And I'm like, oh, look at you. Finally, after all these years of making me buy these trash games called Deathloop, <laughs> you decide, okay, it's time for some for some reparations or something like that for, for all the pain and suffering. Then the next text I get, it was $4. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, okay. Well, that's nice. So nice. Um, but it's a game that is uh, by the name of Akane. So this game actually came out uh, back in 2018 on uh, Switch and PC. Yep. And then uh, just uh, as of this recording, 
uh, it has dropped on Xbox and PlayStation. And so um, we're finally getting a chance to play it on these consoles uh, instead. So, uh, Pablo, you played this one first, so I think it's only right that you kick this off first with what made you like it and and what made you decide I, I have to have him play this game and I have to buy it to do to do so. What, what was going on? What happened? What was well, what, what, first walk and me First and foremost, a price point. I mean, this would have been five bucks. You wasn't. You weren't getting no game. No, I. I, I it, it's a game that I had never heard of, and then because it's dropped, it dropped on Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, outlets that I follow and people that I follow have been kind of singing its praises. And then um, there's a game that came out called Vampire Survivors that came out yeah. this year. Uh, and it's very much kind of like that, but this did it first. And so I looked at the kind of like the the art style automatically, and it's not. And it's not an, enough an offense to the game. It is what it is. It's a Hotline Miami vibes for sure in Japan. And so I was like, you know what? This looks really dope. It's obviously a no-brainer. It's like three or four bucks. I'll go ahead and, and dive into it. Went ahead and played it, and I kind of can't stop playing it. I, I, I It's like kind of incredible. I, I don't... It's so simple, but as time goes on, it progressively gets deeper. You start getting gear. You start kidding out Akane the way you want to play her. Uh, and it just, it, it, it can really change it, it, because it, you can either go for straight up kills or you can go for more combo based kills or you can even play a little more tactical and run away and come back. Like you can play a lot of different ways once you start gearing up. And I, I just thought vi- it's vibey as fuck passes the vibe check. The music is, is great. I like the, the, the katana uh, play. I think it's cool. I think when you, when you do the, the special moves, that shit looks dope as fuck. I like the, the, like using the gun as a last resort and then hearing that click sound like oh shit and all of a sudden you're seeing all these guys rushing you kind of reminds me a little bit of the kill bill scene with the 88s when they're coming in into that restaurant and um she's going crazy mm-hmm. uh, the bride is going crazy and killing all those guys and with the, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that there's a lot of that happening and i just kind of like the whole kind of premise she uh, accident she's like i'm dying here tonight taking as many like she you're going to die that's like that's the that's that's a foregone conclusion but how many people can you kill before you um you die and you know it's that kind of risk to repeat gameplay i i'm kind of admittedly kind of a sucker for this like i i i like mr shifty i like hot love miami and this is like right up there man i am but i am truly and honestly obsessed with with the i think it, it is fucking fun fantastic game and i just thought at that price point i gotta share this with with marco and see because i know marco is a hotline miami guy if i'm not mistaken uh and so the kind of the music the, the, yeah just everything it just it kind of really reminded me of that so i kind of wanted you to check it out um but yeah well how about you what, what did you think um so i was fully expecting you to buy me modern warfare 2 that's what i was kind of hoping <laughs> for so i was already <laughs> bummed out before disappointed because when i redeemed the code i didn't know what i was going to be redeeming and then i'm like oh Oh, I remember, I know this game. It's not Call of Duty, um, but no. So here's the thing: um, I I am a fan of Hotline Miami. Um, I would say I'd, I'd throw Katana Zero in there. I actually like that game oh, yeah, more than yeah. Hotline Miami. It's probably my favorite of this that That's style. Right, you did say, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible. If you haven't played that, by the way, please do. It's on Switch. It's and I think it's on Xbox as well. It's it's so good. Um, and there's more to that, like yeah. to, to Katana Zero. Like there's a, absolutely yeah, it's like a platform to yeah. This one, um, I, uh, I I do like it actually. I think it is pretty fun. It is uh, as Pablo does. It's like a top down. It's not quite like a bullet hell, but it has some of those tendencies of you kind of getting surrounded right. by people and having to sort of dash around this 
square sort of map um, to you know create space and then go in for attacks, try to build up your your uh, your combo counter uh, and unleash Meter, your special yeah. moves and stuff like that. And so it can be very kinetic and and, and very fast and. Um, so you have to be very alert to play this game. It is it is very much precision based um, to For the point sure. where one of the statistics is katana accuracy. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it is one of those games that really do challenge you. But it's not the frustrating. Well, I'm just I I hate this game kind of challenge where it's like it's not even right. worthwhile like a roguelike kind of is to me. It. It's it is one of those games where if you sustain one you don't sustain more than one hit without dying, so you do have to start from scratch. But there is an addictive quality that's baked into this game that I think makes it fun to kind of keep going back because you do feel yourself improving and getting a grip on what exactly you need to be doing to stay mobile and to yeah. know when to go in for attacks and retreats and fight or flight basically. Um, Basically, yeah. and so I do think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff there that I've I've actually quite enjoyed, and I didn't really put a lot of time into it. I, I played it the day of this recording, so I, I will need to put more time into it. But I really actually like it a lot. I think it is pretty much a steal for four bucks or five bucks. Um, the music I think is probably my biggest standout. I I am a synthwave fan of that or like that future cyberpunk kind of style yeah. music, and this really nails that. I'm a sucker for the pixel art cyberpunk aesthetic as well. This takes place in a future cyberpunk world. Um, so I'm glad that there's that to lean on as well for the presentation. Um, I don't think a lot of things are really all that wrong with this game at all. It is, it is kind of a surprise for the cost that it is. I think my only wish was that there was, a um, that there's different locations instead of the yeah. one. But again, we're talking about a game that is extremely budget, uh, and, and costs, you know, the same as a freaking combo at mcdonald's so you can only expect so much out of it <laughs> i you know i'd love to see like a sequel to it I because would too. i think that that i mean i think they, they nailed that I'm, I'm glad that you like it because i was yeah. i was like yo don't again people that i follow are talking about it but you know i don't necessarily follow like ign and mm-hmm. you know it's not like everybody's talking about yeah. this game like it's like a world phenomenon it might be it might end up being that but it is it, it's been on switch forever and i never fucking touch it that's the problem with switch so much bullshit comes out on, on switch. exactly on the switch, bloatware but, is crazy on that platform yeah. so when i saw this i'm like well this looks like every two dollar anime right. game ever made on there so i'm like forget that's right it. yeah but uh yeah but man this stuff. Is, it, it it's good. It's awesome. I I recommend I recommend it to everybody because it's like yeah. fucking cheap. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, let's move on to the last item in our loadouts, and this is actually not for a video game, but something that is set in a universe we have played a video game for. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, the anime series that has dropped on Netflix. P- uh, me and Pablo have finally started. Uh, watching some of these episodes i'm four episodes in i think pablo watched the first episode uh to have some thoughts for the show um 10 episodes i believe in total all 24 minutes so not a huge ask um but this has been getting a lot of really really like stunningly high praise um pretty much everywhere it's like oh man this is like top tier anime stuff blah 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 i will admit i'm not anime mcgee whatsoever mm. i have watched one anime to completion that was samurai champloo which was pretty awesome uh i've watched death note and i watched the first season of attack on titan and castlevania on netflix and i think that is literally it um so i'm not by any means the expert in anime 
because uh, overall animes don't do much for me, especially narratively. I don't like how they're written. I don't like the character archetypes, tropes, blah, blah, blah. So I actively hate anime. Yeah. I've watched My Hero Academia, the first two seasons, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just not for me. I'm not going to poo-poo too much of it because it has audience, an audience, obviously. Oh, my God, yeah. But uh, not for me. But this is cyberpunk, right? So you got to wonder, okay, maybe this could be something special. So uh, I'm a couple episodes in, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the halfway point. And um, I will say, I really think that this anime succeeds at capturing what the the... The Night City vibe is the grit, the grime, yeah. the the back alley, just ugh, the murky feeling there, the underbelly kind of feeling. Uh, I really think it does a great job of capturing that. Um, the lingo, the you know biz and choom and all the all the terms and words that that are used in um, the, the cyberpunk universe. Jackie, you said what's that? Basically everything Jackie said in the first yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. two hours so of that of Jackie's game. running around. Um, but yeah, it, they, they nailed that pretty well. I do overall, I love the animation. I think it's very well done. Uh, yeah. It is nice to look at. It's got Dolby Vision as well, which is pretty cool for more pop in the picture. Um, but here's the thing. I don't know if I really love it, though. And I think the reason why, and I was kind of alluding to it at the top of this, is because... The story in the writing isn't really doing a lot for me uh, four episodes in. And I, I know I'm in the minority in saying that. I just think that this story, first of all, it expedites a lot of stuff that's really like important. Like the first episode, something traumatic happens to the main character. I won't get into what, but it just kind of gets glossed over. And then it's they're just moving on to the next thing, and it's like, wait a minute, like that's a that's a serious thing that happened to this this kid, and they just kind of breeze past it because they wanted to get the other story beats up and running. I almost feel like the show needs like two or three more episodes to like really take its time because it just blazes through stuff, and it's like I don't even I don't even know if I like these characters yet, and we're already like in the midst of like the main story arc now, and I'm like I I don't even know much about this dude. I don't know what he's like. I don't know I don't know anything. So. I think the the speed and the pace of the storytelling is off, and I just don't think anything that the story is doing is all that special. It just feels very like here's this punk kid who's like anti you know Arasaka and he's rebellious, and here's this rebellious group, and he's doing rebellious things and and that's really all that it feels like right now. Now maybe Rebel my, Rouser. my tone might change by the time I finish this up. I don't know. And I plan on watching the, the full thing. But um, as much as I appreciate the presentation, and music, and, and the, it, it's even got Akira Yamoka from Silent Hill doing the, the soundtrack. Franz Ferdinand's yep. in there. I'm like, this is fire. But the story just isn't clicking for me just yet. But um, let me kick it over to you. How do you feel? Yeah, I don't got I don't got much to say or to add because I've only watched the first episode. But I can say uh, from that first episode that I've watched, I understand why people are flocking back to the game because that's the first thing I wanted to do, mm-hmm. especially if you played the game already, because it, it captures the essence, like you said, of Night City, and which is the only way that we've uh, experienced that so far uh, in terms of an interactive medium yep. has been through that video game. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the video game launched the way it launched, and it's been fixed since then, mostly for the next generation consoles and PCs. So going back to that and kind of uh, going back to that now for a lot of people who 
might have played it and 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 uh and didn't enjoy it because of those things i mean they're 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 walking into one hell of a fucking game so i can understand why you know so many people are playing i don't know if you have the stats there in terms of uh how many people are playing it per day but it's like it's been increasing from 60 to 70 to 80 right right something like that a thousand it's, concurrent players it's nuts yeah i i'm yeah. trying to find an exact number but um, yeah, it, it's is been, pretty it went wild. from 60 to like 65 to 70. Like it's been increasing uh, up to a million, I think, concurrent players in total for the week, which is absolutely insane because those are the numbers that it was doing when it first came out. That's, you mm-hmm. know, for a game, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of what Witcher did. Um, and here's the thing, uh, Witcher, not an anime, obviously live action, but I feel that the, the I feel that um, the Edge Runners does a better job of capturing the video game than Witcher does mm. the video game because Witcher just kind of feels more like the the story that, the, uh, based off the novels. Because uh, I I'm telling you I played I, I watched that first episode and I'm like oh man I want to be back in that world mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's it's so good and it, it's the timing is great. There's a update for the the game that came out with Edge Runners uh, cosmetics. Uh, but yeah, I, I plan on watching more of it. I, the, my, my issue with with all anime is just that I'm just not a fan of anime. Period. Not even just animation like Japanese animation, mm-hmm. just animation as a whole and so it's gonna be a slow burn for me it took me like two weeks to watch three episodes of castlevania <laughs> so it's just one like of those 20 things minute where episodes it, it, too <laughs> yeah yeah it's just cause i watch in chunks because yeah. i'm like oh i got a little time to watch here um it's very adult by the way it which is. is great um not it, safe it's, for work it, again cap nope which i started watching at work and i'm talking to a co-worker and i look back and there's a thing on the screen i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah, oh, just nothing, nothing to see here. But uh, anyway, um, so real quick, yeah, I, real I, quick, more than one million players per day are playing this game per right day. now. Holy, that's shit insane. Balls. Yeah, that is insane. So that's 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 insane because of the game came out a year and a half ago. Yeah, and if if you listen to the internet, this game is DOA. It, it died on arrival, and it's and it's trash, and it's not good. Um, which is all false. So it, it, there will be another anyway, cyberpunk video game. I promise. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if <laughs> even if even if uh, it'll take a couple of years, which yeah, it will, no, of course, because Witcher's coming back. Yeah, we're there's going to be another Cyberpunk game, and even they said because they, they were like, hey, "This is going to be the only DLC we have," mm-hmm. and then they, they didn't walk that back, but they were like, "Hey, we will be supporting Cyberpunk in the future." So, yeah. like, letting us know without letting us know that there's going to be more. There's going to be more Cyberpunk, and I and I feel like, I feel like. I don't want to say they learned the lesson because it's going to come back and bite me in the ass in a couple of years where it's like, ah, oh, they learned their lesson. They know what they're doing now. And then Cyberpunk 2 comes out and it's a fucking mess. Uh, I, 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 but I do feel like the next iteration of, of Cyberpunk, the next entry to this franchise is going to be, is going to be something particularly special because they got, they, they got that vibe down and I can't wait for more. Same here, man, for sure. Uh, yeah. But we got to move on to the next segment of the show, which is uh, dedicated to all the news that hit the gaming industry since you last heard from us. And we call that segment Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, Pablo. So we have two Hit Points items this week. Thankfully, it was a slow news week in terms of quantity, but the news that we got, especially with one of these, was pretty, pretty insane. Um I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and kick things off first with uh, what's uh, on my side here. And uh, it's about the future of uh, EA and Marvel. So, EA Motive, the studio behind Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Squadrons, and 
the Dead Space remake that's soon to come, uh, is partnering up with Marvel Studios for a new single-player action-adventure Iron Man game, which is now in pre-production. Now, very few details are known about the game and its release date, but according to EA's official press release, the game will feature, quote, an original narrative that taps into the rich history of Iron Man, channeling the complexity, charisma, and creative genius of Tony Stark, and enabling players to feel what it's like to truly play as Iron Man, end quote. This game joins other Marvel projects such as Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine from Insomniac Games, the Black Panther slash Captain America game that we've got coming from Skydance, and the rumored Black Panther game from uh, Ubisoft. So, the question is, Pablo, are we excited about this? Is 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 it getting too oversaturated for comic book games, Marvel games, or can this uh, break through some of that and reach the echelon of the Spider-Mans and Guardians of the Galaxies of the world? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a complicated kind of um, answer because on the outside looking in, it looks like it's an oversaturated market already because there's so many future planned games for, uh, for Marvel. And it's, you know, another one that mentioned here is uh, midnight suns, which is coming out uh, at the end of this year, another Marvel, uh, title coming out this year. So it, it's, it, it does seem like it's saturated. Here's the issue. Not an issue. Good for gamers. Spider-Man was fantastic. Miles Morales was fantastic. Guardians of the galaxy was incredible. The only miss really, when you look at it, was Avengers because of the in terms of how they decided to make that game, which was a Destiny like, and that didn't really pan out too well for them. But everything else, which is a third person single player action adventure game, that seems to be the formula that's that 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 that's working for them. You know, the, the Wolverine game looks like it's going to be good, made obviously by Insomniac. Now, you know, EA Motive, the studio behind subpar games and we'll see what that space <laughs> remake is that's a little bit kind of like ah, well let's wait and see for sure but i think that iron man and and, and kind of like he he is he is very different from uh peter parker miles morales and even the guardians of the galaxy where this can be their opportunity to make a very not very serious but make a game that it reflects on on tony stark as a person, because if you've read the comics and you know about the comics, Tony Stark was a raging alcoholic. Uh, he had demons for sure. It's he's a very deep character, and and, and it's it's all there if it's written correctly. So I, I can't even say that I'm cautiously optimistic about Iron Man as a game. I do feel like it is a good source that it's a good character, a good IP to make into a video game, especially if you think about Spider-Man swinging across the city, not think about Iron Man flying around the city. The, the, there's a lot of elements there that can really, really work well for it. Um, I'm just, you know, like always, I'm always, anytime Ubisoft, EA, or any of those big conglomerates have a game that's coming out, I'm always going to put the brakes a little bit on my excitement and kind of wait for it you know wait wait for what exactly this might be but as it stands as a concept as an idea i think that it's interesting i think that it could work um but it's a, it's a wait and see game uh, but yeah well, how about you how, how do you feel about all this so to me i think when it comes to marvel games there is a higher risk of of messing it up than there is for mm -hmm. An, an original IP or something like that, because you are trying to funnel uh, fans of that comic franchise into the gaming space. 
And there's a lot of things that you have to do faithfully for the franchise, for that that IP or that character, whatever, in order to really earn the respect and obviously the sale of that community. It's something that Insomniac makes look so effortless, but it really takes a lot to make a game that that faithful and that true to what Spider-Man is. So um, I think that EA is in for a hell of a challenge with this game, to me, to be perfectly honest. And I don't know if EA Motive is, is the kind of studio that can really bring home the type of deliverables that you have to have for this to be successful. Um, it's not like you can go kidnap Insomniac and say, make this game for us. You, you know, you can't, you, there's no substitute for that kind of talent. So the onus is going to be really high to make this work and make it good. I think it's going to have, um, you know, I think it's going to look good. I think it's going to have that, that, that sheen, that polish that's going to look very cinematic and, and it'll look great in trailers. But when you start playing that video game, that's where it's going to come down to whether this is just a, an, a clunky EA game that'll be a one-off or whether it's actually got legs to be a long-standing franchise for EA's portfolio. And that's where it gets yeah. tricky because Respawn ain't making this one. You know, so now who do you have? And this is going to be a real litmus test for them to see if like they have the kind of studios under their umbrella that can that can make things like this happen. Because if you're EA, we've heard a lot of rumors about you trying to get acquired. We let's just call it what it is. They want to be bought. Right. So it would behoove them to have a great Iron Man franchise of their own to be able to take and hold and show people to say, hey, we got Star Wars. We got Iron Man, we got Apex, we got Madden, we got we got FIFA or whatever they're calling it next time. We are we are kickball, a, we're a kickball game something with your FC. foot. <laughs> yeah, kickball game with your foot. <laughs> God, but nevertheless, they need this big time if if their if their sales ambitions are to be believed. So they really got to make this one work. So well, yeah, the pressure's on on a lot of different levels. I just don't think they're going to deliver personally. They 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 need it because that's the gold mine right now. The EA uh the EA IP. I mean sorry, the uh, Marvel IP. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and then when you look at Spy- again, you look at Spider-Man and Guardians with Spider-Man being a sales and a critical darling uh and and, and Guardians being a critical, you know, uh, darling, not so much sales, but I you know, th- there's that weird in between where they need to hit EA don't play. You got to make them money, and it's got to be good, right? In terms of like what we're what mm-hmm. we're what they're expecting. So, yeah, I think that if you were to say whether or not they're going to succeed, I think that I think it's more likely that they don't. But I I would I would like to see this game do well. I think it could be it could be on par with the likes of a Spider Man game if done correctly. It's unfortunate uh, that. We don't know who the what the talent is behind it, and uh, it's not a proven entity, and we know what are what is and what isn't. And so, yeah, we'll definitely wait and see here. But I'm 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 going to wait before I pass any kind of judgment. But it don't look good. I'll just say that much. No, nah, I'm judging now. Um, <laughs> let me go ahead and kick it over to you uh, for your news item, Pablo. Take it away. Yeah, you guys have been uh, living under a rock. <laughs> uh, something massive happened. Probably the biggest 
uh, the biggest leak of all time, probably. Uh, it's up there. It's got several. Be. Yeah, yeah, several minutes of footage from a test build of Grand Theft Auto Six was uploaded to a GT uh, to GTA forums by a hacker. The footage showed locations, main protagonists, and early gameplay. In an official statement on the Twitter, uh, Rockstar would confirm that the leaked content was in fact legitimate. Fortunately, the source code for GTA 6 doesn't seem to have been taken, so development will continue without setbacks. Meanwhile, an arrest has been made in the UK of the teenager suspected to be behind the leak. Uh, and also, they're also thinking that it's more than one person behind everything that's happening, so more arrests probably to come. Yeah. But how do we feel about the fact that Grand Theft Auto 6 footage was leaked? And what do we think about what we saw? Um, so there's, I guess there's two, there's two conversation points here, right? So I, thinking about the leak itself, um, I've heard a lot of really nasty comments towards Rockstar about this situation. Um, in particular, Stupid. this is what they get for making us wait this long uh, for GTA Six. Um, I think I don't, I, I don't think it needs much explanation, but. No studio is beholden to anybody's timeline of when something should be shown what or revealed or made. Yeah. GTA 5, yes. It's been around forever and a day. And we've been dying for a new GTA for, for a long time. Um, that does not give hackers or leakers the right to just take unfinished footage, throw it up online, and go, here... Um, it's that it, that kind of sentiment to me is pretty ignorant because it's it's a spit in the face of the developers who are working eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve hour days possibly uh, to make this game happen. Um, people are are you know judging unfinished work. People are literally out there saying it don't look that good. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, dog, this was from a 2019 build, by the way. So. How about yeah. we relax with the impressions? You know, I mean, we're going to talk about what we think, about what we saw in a second, but let's 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 keep let's keep some context in mind here. But I just didn't like the way that the leak was treated by a lot of the community, and I think that leak culture uh, is becoming a real problem in gaming. Between you know, big things like this, which literally involve like breaking the law, and then you know, insider culture as well kind of contributing with kind of spoiling things and and you know telling us about announcements before they happen like you know me and Pablo are both wrestling fans and and as wrestling fans we know there is uh, like a leak culture to wrestling as well where there's always rumors yeah. and gossip about some guys coming back from injuries somebody's got signed to this company and they're going to debut here and you know there's and you can get sucked into that trap and it sort of it takes something away from the actual product because you know what to expect, and it takes some of the wonder yeah, away. I've, I've never, I've never watched a, an event in the last ten years where I was surprised anymore. Because yeah. Edge coming out of Royal Rumble yeah. like two or three years ago, I already knew that was going to happen because yeah, it, was, it was highly rumored. It was a core conclusion. So even when it did happen, I was hyped as fuck. Right. I couldn't imagine how I would have felt if I if didn't you had, had no, no idea. idea you know? Exactly. So I, yeah. I think that there's a responsibility that is being blown by. Um, those insiders and of course these hackers and leakers that that just take it to another yeah. level. I mean we've seen it we've seen it really damage games like like this, like The Last of Us Part Two got mangled with because of leaking the story and, and Yeah, you know Last of Us Part Two was a big one. It, it's been bad. And I'm just I'm tired of seeing it happen because it it adds no redeemable value 
to the industry to it, it does nothing to support the community there's no net positive in anything that happened with gta 6 yeah and a lot of the leak culture stuff i mean a lot of it is just kind of people who might have an insight in something and really just kind of want to be like praised honestly like i feel like half these leakers do what they do just so they can be like i told you so i feel like that's half of the uh, uh, of the reason as to why they do it but this this leak felt malicious because who does it who does it help first of all you just broke the law you're going to jail and this isn't even it's a 2019 build this isn't doing anything for anybody you're not really helping or I guess you're hurting, so that's why it's malicious. It's a malicious act. You just wanted to get that shit out there. And and then I think one of the, the, the things that were said and, and is that they didn't expect for this to blow up. Are you fucking kidding me? The most anticipated game of all time is you're leaking shit and you didn't expect it to blow up. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... I, I thought it was... It, Cross the line. I, I, it's it's ridiculous. It's 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 terrible. But I I thought it was pretty cool that other studios, uh, were showing off early builds of their games, not games that are unreleased, but like you know the 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 team behind Sniper Elite Five shared a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the um, the 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 team that did um Control, uh, Remedy showed off early stuff. Like they just kind of showing, hey, look how this game looks, and look what our product was. This is just shit that happens. Like, relax. And it's like, just tell me you don't know what game development is without telling me. I got people who <laughs> who are are always talking about video games uh, on my feed, and I realized that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they're complaining about how the game looks. I'm like, do you know what this even is? Uh, but yeah, I, I lo- echo a lot of your sentiments. I thought this is absolutely fucking horse shit. I think that um, I hope those people, you know. They pay for for what they did, and in, in terms of like through the law, because it, it's it this is it's 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 shitty. It, it what it is, it's shitty. Yeah, you're not really helping anybody there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of how I feel, what you saw, what how did you feel as to what you saw? I was actually pretty pleased with it, to be honest. I thought, um, you know, again, taking into account that it's an old old build, um, I thought it looked fine. I thought everything looked it looked like GTA to me. Um, the lead character, both of them, um, looked really cool. I'm, I'm glad that they have, um, you know, uh, female representation for, for the first you know time in the series as a main protagonist. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I can't wait to get to know more about those characters. They seem uh, really interesting, and uh, I hope that they, they make for a great duo. And, and, you know, Rockstar usually does well with the supporting cast as well, so I'm really curious to see, you know, how they um, bring all that together narratively. Um I, I admittedly I didn't want to watch a lot, so I didn't I didn't comb through everything that was released because there was a lot of footage. Um, but from what I did see, it looks like it's coming along okay. Um, but I do understand the reason why they kind of a couple months back they kind of took all their teams and made it all hands on deck for this game because you can kind of feel like this is a really big game uh, and there's so many nuances they have to get right for this to to be the kind of sequel that we want it to be. So. Um, I think they're on the right track from what I saw. I, I don't have anything yeah. to really say negatively about it personally. I thought it looked terrible. There was even numbers on the screen. What? Who does that? I'm just Some kidding. NPCs I know, looked I thought, the same. <laughs> it looked the same. There was like numbers. No, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, um, I think the problem with the with the game in terms of like all hands on deck was the scope because the scope exactly, of the game was yeah. is, was massive yep. and they had to kind of pare that down to be a little more realistic. But everything I saw, there's some videos I saw with like. Um, 
with like the 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 police level and even like bullet trajectory mm-hmm. and how it was kind of hitting certain things it was green if it went through like there's a lot of details in that stuff that was like oh they're really going all out with like the small details and i like the the whole kind of video i don't know if you saw this one where she was like uh, the protagonist was robbing a convenience store and she was with the other guy and there were and he was like holding everybody hostage while she got yeah like that that kind of stuff like and apparently that's a, a that's part of the whole thing because like a Bonnie and Clyde type of aspect to the game as well that was the rumor mm-hmm. so that looked cool even though you know obviously it was early uh little stuff like that it that's what makes those Grand Theft Auto games really special it's just little things that that really kind of make those games stand out so everything looked really cool. I can't wait. I mean, I never doubted that Grand Theft Auto was going to be good. Now, whether or not it's special and as good as previous, you know, that remains to be seen. Sure. But you know, they're putting some time into it. They're they're doing it right. They're, they're 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 scoping it down, making it realistic. I like everything that they've done so far, and even what I saw, I thought it looked really good. And I and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I hope they do take their time. I I really I really hope that it, when it comes out, it's it's massive uh, and and successful. So uh, industry is always good when Grand Theft Auto and and all those big franchises succeed. But yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's where I'm at with that. All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for Hit Points this week. So let's go ahead and transition into the main event of the show that we call the Checkpoint Chat. It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. All right, homie. So we are here with uh, a new tier list um, from Cooldown Time, and it is going to be the Nintendo Franchise tier list. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the show as of late, uh, back in episode 73, not too long ago, uh, we kicked off our cooldown time tier list with uh, PlayStation franchises first. So uh, feel free to go back and check out that episode if you want to know where we uh, thought PlayStation's franchises stack up. But we are moving on to Nintendo this week, and Pablo, we have quite a hefty list of games uh, to talk about. So Uh, Much in the same way as we did in the previous episode where we did a tier list, we're going to go through uh, these games in alphabetical order and just briefly talk about where we think that they stack up and where we would put them in our tier list. We have uh, S tier, A tier, B, C, D, and F to work with. So, Pablo, without further ado, anything else we got to add? Before... Yeah, and before anybody goes crazy and their favorite franchise, obscure, oh. whatever bullshit Nintendo game they played in 1989 <laughs> is not on here. Angry. Sorry, pal. We're going through the big, the big. There's some little niche games here, but we're going through yeah. the big boys here. Yeah, there was some Calm ones down. we had to cut because it was like I don't even, I don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and of course, this is all our opinion. We're not telling you that your favorite Nintendo franchise is bad. Uh, so if we pick nope, a grade, we're them that. you don't like it's all nope. right. Nope, there's some, there's some, there's some F Zero fans are not going to be happy today. Is let's that right? That. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that game had fans. Um, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's kick this off, Pablo, with the first game on our list, and that is. Oh, one more quick thing. Some of these IP um, only have one game. But they are yeah. still technically a Nintendo franchise, so we're still going to count them and talk about them. And this first game is a prime example. 1080 Snowboard. Oh, there's a sequel. I think there's a sequel to is it. Is there? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, it, there is. it was super memorable is what that was. Yeah. Uh, so yes. <laughs> 1080 Snowboarding, nevertheless, Pablo, here we are. First game on the list. Where do you think it stacks up? Um, 
I am going to go ahead and firmly plant my flag on this one as a C tier. Uh, don't get me wrong. Love it. Nostalgia feel through. It was the game that I got with Ocarina of Time. I remember that Christmas very vividly. And it's a game that I played as long for years. I played this game for years. Me and my brother played this for years. Loved every bit of it. But understanding how video games are and franchises. And this just didn't really. It, 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 I think it's a quintessential C. Yeah for me yeah it didn't fit nintendo's portfolio at all but i also appreciate that they tried to do this too because it was really cool that they had you know a snowboarding game like nintendo doing a snowboarding game and it wasn't like mario snowboarding you know it was like a full-blown like yeah this is a straight-up snowboarding game like i i thought that was and it wasn't like ss tricky it was actually kind of a serious a little bit we're true yeah a little bit simmy Uh, so uh yeah 1080 Avalanche is a sequel. That's came right. Out yeah, in 2003 oh, for GameCube. Man. Yeah, the shame yeah. that that must have been. I didn't. I never played that one actually. Um, I did not either. No. I do agree. C tier is the best spot for it, though. Uh, very underrated. Um, is that what you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. had C tier oh, yeah. as well. Uh, moving on. So uh, launch title for the Nintendo Switch. We have Arms. Pablo, um, I don't think Arms has any legs. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, uh, it was really fun doing this. Why? Why you gotta you? leave the show every episode? <laughs> why? Um, but no, all jokes I'll aside, this for real. I just don't think Arms has 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 legs as a long running franchise. I think it's a gimmicky game that was like a proof of concept yeah. type of experience. I don't know. I, I gotta go. I gotta go with F tier on this one, actually. Oh, damn. I have it at C. Really? C tier. Because I think it's a young franchise, maybe a dead franchise. I agree. I think its premise is super weird, but I do think that it's, as a weird concept, it's kind of Splatoon-y to me, where it's like, Splatoon, when that first came out, you're like, what the fuck is Splatoon? What? I feel like ARMS is that, but I think Nintendo just pulled the plug a lot, way too quick. I thought a lot of what they did with the game was pretty interesting. Um, Hold on. Let me switch here, ear pieces. Uh, <laughs> Why does yeah, you I, sound I, like young Ye when you did that? Why? Sorry, it's just like it went up. <laughs> but yeah, I also, ultimately I think for me, um, I would put C. But if you want to meet in the middle and go D, okay, we can do D. Yeah, yeah, that, that that that's I'm okay with that compromise. I just think there's I I just think there's there's something there to arms. I really think that it could have benefited from a sequel. I I know it's weird, but I. I I enjoyed my time with ARMS because obviously I'm a hype beast launch game. Of course I played, I had this, I own this game and I, I really enjoy what I, what I played from, uh, with, uh, played of it. Uh, but ultimately, you know, um, uh, it, 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 it seems like it's a dead franchise, Ooh, but I okay, feel D like is good. Nintendo should amputate ARMS from their portfolio forever. Up next. Yo, <laughs> two weeks, no, two week notice has been put in officially. Nah, you're not leaving. You got a, con- you got a contract. Um, <laughs> up next we have Advance Wars um, Pablo admittedly I have not played a lot of Advance Wars but I do know this is a very beloved series for people who have played it uh, in the, you know in, in the handheld era obviously the comeback game the reboot right. is delayed so we can't really get a feel for it you know for, for late bloomers like us but um, based on what we know based on what we've heard Scuttlebutt and all the you know people praising it where do you think this is? I think it's a solid B tier. I mean, it's a Game Boy Advance must have. Anybody who ever had a Game Boy Advance, like this was a game that people were playing. Uh, it took the strategy game concept, being a little fun, a yeah. little whimsical, a little cutesy. It's what Nintendo does best. Uh, they take a concept, 
and they make it Nintendo. And I think that they do this. They did this really great. Um, Game Game Boy Advance also had a. Uh, uh, had one as well, which was phenomenal in terms of how it reviewed. People loved it. And it floats a lot of other games. A lot of other games kind of take the whimsical kind of approach. Definitely a serious strategy game, but not as, as serious as other games uh, that it, within the genre. Uh, but Advance Wars is a perfect example of what Nintendo does with, with certain genres that are self-serious and obtuse and they kind of make it whimsical fun and 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 fun for everybody really to to kind of enjoy it but i say it's a solid b tier for me yeah i actually agree i think it's a great b tier uh type of franchise i think part of the problem was you know um it went it went quiet for so long and i just think nintendo has a habit of you never know when you're gonna see a game in a franchise for a while like it like they will they will put a lid on a franchise forever if they have to. And this was one of the casualties that I think was kind of undeserved. I thought this was actually, from what I heard, like a pretty great add to their portfolio. Um, but, you know, hey, it's coming back soon or whenever it's coming out. But um, I do think that it has earned through its praise over the years a B tier uh, for sure. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game. And this one is a big one. We've got Animal Crossing up next, Pablo. Um I don't know if we're going to be close on this one, but I'm willing to compromise. But you go ahead and go first. Yeah, I'm gonna, I went A tier here. Um, I, anybody who's ever played an Animal Crossing game, who's a fan of the series, has nothing but great things to say about the series. I didn't come into it until I played Animal, uh, until I played um, New Horizon. Uh, and admittedly, there's there's a there's a pandemic esque uh, portion to this where. I played this along alongside with Doom Eternal, kind of like a, a moment in time. I, I'll never forget just because of the, the whole situation. Two the world games that go very so well together, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so funny. Uh, but yeah, I I um, I think that what this game does, it does it well, an addictive kind of social sim game that once again Nintendo Nintendo's it up. Uh, it, 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 it's taking a, a genre that is may seem less accessible to many. Uh, and make it make makes it accessible. I think the exploring nature of it. I think a lot of stuff that New Horizon did was really nice. I I, I really enjoyed my time. I played like fifty hours of this game. I know that's nothing compared to the Animal Crossing fans who have played three four hundred oh, yeah. hours. I, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I think this is I think this is a again this is Nintendo kind of flexing their. Uh, Kind of how, how they'll take something that's known in terms of a genre and flip it on its head right. and make it their own, uh, and I think I, 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 that's why I go A. I think it's it's not quite S tier, uh, but I don't know. I feel like anything lower w- would kind of diminish the fact that Animal Crossing is is very successful, and every entry into the series is more successful than the last. So, um, you know, what do you got? Um, I'm willing to concede to to an A tier because I know that's where it truly belongs in my heart of hearts, but my personal pick is actually a C tier because I think that the franchise has been very stagnant um, since it debuted. I don't think it's really evolved a lot. I think it's just been, let's take this exact thing and put it here. And now let's take it and let's put it over here. Um, And I just don't think that there's been anything that has moved the needle for Animal Crossing because the original formula is so successful that they just don't budge enough with it. And I I really wish they would have been more bold with the New Horizons one 
because it was right on time. It was in that, that, that perfect spot because of all the things happening in the world. And it just felt the same. And I guess that's why I bounced off it really quickly. If it was your first time playing it, I think it would be, you know, it, it, it was probably crack cocaine. But I just wish that the, the series would be willing to take some bolder steps forward in the future. Uh, and I didn't see that after such a long wait for a new Animal Crossing. But I, but I will say, I do think in my heart of hearts, A is probably where it belongs. So that's where we're going to put it. Okay. Right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Bayonetta. Pablo, talk to me. Yeah, I went A tier here. Um, I think it flirted a little bit of S tier, but ultimately I think that even though I feel Bayonetta 2 is probably one of the best action games ever made, I think, uh, you know, the first game in the series is, is good. It's really good. Uh, but Bayonetta 2 is definitely a standout, and 3 not being released yet. I think ultimately if we ever come back and revisit this, definitely it could be an S tier yeah. franchise. But as it stands right now, I, I, I am very curious to see what Platinum Games does with, with Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, everything that I've seen, does you know doesn't getting give me any kind of concern for the uh, for the uh for the series but it does have to for me i mean i would i'm expecting it to surpass two and i just said two is one of the best action games ever made i don't know if three is going to be able to uh to come close to what two is and then surpass it if it does and i'll say this up front if bayonetta three surpasses bayonetta two in terms of like this gameplay story i think that you can't argue this is probably an s tier going forward but as it as it stands right now i think that a is is probably where it fits best yeah i would agree i think if three it's all going to hinge on three ultimately but here and now, uh, two games in, I think that it is certainly an A-tier franchise. I think it is at the top of the mountain in the uh, action beat-em-up kind of genre, and it deserves to be. Uh, it is a very special game, uh, and there's really nothing else that's quite like it, and I think that says a lot. So the fact that it's a Nintendo <laughs> IP is wild to me to this day. But uh, hey, yeah. it, good good pickup, I guess. But uh, yeah, it is a very good franchise that I think is um, you know a real, real shining light in, in terms of what action games can be, um, despite its wonky storytelling and over-the-top nature. It, it is yeah. great. Um, and, and let's face it, uh, Platinum Games is on the map because of Bayonetta. I mean, you know, Vanquish is cool, and, and those other games mm-hmm. that they've made, uh, some hit or miss. But you know, Bayonetta is the reason why they they are as 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 predominant within the action kind of adventure, uh, you know, community. In yeah, terms yeah, of those games. But yeah, up next we have Donkey Kong. Pablo, Donkey Kong. How you feel about this one? Easy. S tier. I mean, from original Donkey Kong game that had you controlling Jumpman, which became uh, Mario, from Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2, Donkey Kong 64, and fucking Tropical Freeze, probably the best platformer of all time. Like, this is just, uh, Donkey Kong is the gift that keeps on giving. Like, it's a, it, it's a stupid concept. It's a big-ass gorilla monkey and his little nephew, Diddy Kong, and it's a platformer. It doesn't make no sense, and it's beautiful in every way, and I love playing the shit out of it. Donkey Kong Country, it's, it's, it's among my favorite games uh, ever created, especially, too. I, I just... I love uh, Donkey Kong so much, and I and I and I cannot wait for the next iteration, uh, the next entry to the series because Tropical Freeze was incredible. Uh, so, I actually had eight here for this one because, and not so, not so much to undermine anything you said, but mm-hmm. because I know we both know what some of the games are going to be that hit S tier, uh, and I feel like compared to those that are coming, this one feels like one tick below those. 
Um, yeah. So that's really the only argument that I have. But if if you feel adamant that it should be S tier, I I'm willing I, yeah. to consider. I I think everything that this game has done for video games, period. And then obviously the fact that even with every kind of mainline release that it has with uh, Donkey Kong Country and DK Racing as well, the second best kart kind of racer after uh obviously mario kart i i think that this game this this series has never has never missed uh and at least to my opinion okay and with tropical freeze being the most recent game and it being 20 35 years later and it's still delivering for me what could be possibly the best platformer ever made is is huge for me i think i think i personally think don kong is right up there with 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 everything else okay Okay, well, let's go ahead and put it at S tier then. Um, up next, I think these next few should be pretty quick ones. Uh, Dr. Mario, how do you feel about that? Yeah, not feeling very well. I need to, uh, him to uh, prescribe me some vitamin D. <laughs> You're lying. Um, You're lying if you think Mario is any higher than, than a D. I think that the concept of it, the, the kind of puzzly connect, whatever it is, I think that's cool. I think there's a lot there. But in terms of like, it just it just feels like they slapped Mario on there and they called him a goddamn. Yeah, it was Tetris. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was Mario, it was Mario and they called him a goddamn doctor because it was <laughs> popping them pills. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually played a, a lot of this on Game Boy as a kid, so I have a special place in my heart for it. But in reality, come on, it's not. It's no higher than a D uh, at, at at the best. Yeah. Uh, Duck Hunt is up next. Pablo, talk to me. Yeah, fuck that game. It's a F. It's always been bad. It's still bad. It's it's a product of a bygone era, <laughs> and nobody's clamoring for its return. No, because nobody wants Why it. Nobody aggressive? wants this game. Because I just hate people who talk about oh Nintendo's great. I had Duck Hunt. Shut the fuck. You talk about NES and you and the first game that comes out of your mouth is Duck Hunt. Uh, I might shoot you. Okay. With my peripheral, you know. <laughs> I just don't. don't you know what? Because you came in so angry, I don't want to. I don't want to argue that one. I'm gonna leave it alone. Actually, I had it at D tier, but I F is fine. Yeah. F is fine. Uh, Earthbound, otherwise known as Mother, uh, in Japan. Yep. Um, cult classic franchise. Pablo, how do you feel about this one? I had it at a B. I think it was like a game that's like ahead of its time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, very difficult to even emulate even now. I think games like uh, Undertale probably is the closest yep. game that's come to it. Uh, and that's a highly praised game. And because it is kind of like Earthbound. I, I actually messed with Earthbound a little bit a couple of days ago on the... Um, uh, Nintendo... Oh, the Nintendo Online uh, stuff. Yeah, the online stuff. And yeah. what a weird fucking game, bro. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's different. People have been clamoring, and people have been clamoring for a sequel. But I, I, I'm gonna guess that that's probably never happening. It's just what, it, it, it's those games are so bizarre that I, I don't know how they can, you know, advance that story any more than what it's already, uh, where it's already gone. So mm. yeah, it's a beer for okay. me. Okay. And up next we have the wildly popular, uh, took the yeah. world by storm, never let it go. The game that yeah. everybody loves, all the people, even my daughter. She's yeah. four. She loves F Zero. She loves it. She, I heard her say she it. did. It was her first word. Um, F. Which one? The F or the zero? Uh, you know the letter that it belongs in. Uh. Yeah, I mean this is a this is already this all this game was created with us in mind many many years ago, knowing <laughs> hey we're gonna go ahead and put our letter grading up front, kind of cut the shit, and then we're gonna go ahead and put the equivalent of that in terms of number right next to it, which is zero F zero uh, F zero, uh, and that's what I mean. I mean F <laughs> means zero. That's what that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you know liars in your life, and there are many liars around you that are gonna tell you that F zero is a good game. That is not true. Uh, the, I mean Reggie. Uh, Fiza me 
is on record saying the reason that they didn't make another F-Zero happen is because they can't think of another, uh, they can't think of a smart way to make this game come back to make it relevant in today's uh, day. Uh, this has always been a bad game. It, it, it's just, it's it's never been good and I want people to stop talking about it. You want to play a game like this, go play Red Out, go play Wipeout. Uh, don't don't play no F-Zero. Yeah. Don't play no F-Zero. Uh, it, it sounds yeah, like we have a that. vendetta against this, this, this franchise, but it, it's really true. I mean, I had my fun with it every once in a while. It's, you know, it's a racing game. It's super fast looking. It's futuristic. It, it checks some boxes for me because I'm a Wipeout fan, but there's really nothing else there. You know, and I think Wipeout on PlayStation really surpassed it in almost every way. It had the speed. It had it's not even close. And it had the car combat component, which made there yeah. a, a whole other dimension of that game that F Zero didn't have. So it really just became a very bland racing game that looked like it came from the future, and that was it. So I I, I never really saw the point, and I I understand why Nintendo really doesn't know what to do with it. So yeah, guys, it's not coming back. They know what to do with it. It's what they've been doing. It's nothing. <laughs> F Zero, you know. Well, let's move on to the next game, which is the Fire Emblem franchise. Pablo, how do you feel? I okay. I don't know how to grade this one because I went with what consensus would say, and I went with how I felt about Three Houses. I went S tier, but I'm I I I'm not too confident in that. I'm I at think A. Okay, then I would go A because mm-hmm. I think it's consistently great from everything I've I've seen. Each new entry seems to be better than the next. Yeah, people really love the the franchise. Uh, v- people really uh, engage with engaged. <laughs> uh, they uh, th- the story at least from Three Houses' perspective, I thought that was super dope. I, I love that they had that dichotomy between that very uh, serious battle uh, strategy battle system and then like this quirky in school kind of story behind it. I all that kind of meshed together really well. I it's made a person like me who is not a strategy JRPG or strategy RPG fan at all become one because of Fire Emblem. Like I when a when a game comes out to strategy RPG like this, I'm not it's not just Fire Emblem. I'm really make doing my research, making sure like this is a game that just came out, the I don't I can't I'm not even gonna try to say the name, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh this might be a a but it wasn't. But yeah it, it's all because of Fire Emblem and it's it looks um I can't wait for the next one. But uh, yeah, A is good. I think A is good. Yeah, yeah, I think A is where it belongs. Again, and I think not because I don't think it has S tier qualities. It's just that we know what some of the games are going to be on this list yeah. later on that are going to hit S tier. And I don't think Fire Emblem is in the same echelon as those. So that's purely my only yeah. reason. Um, Kid Icarus, Pablo. Yeah. This one has been gone, but it's not been forgotten. Should it be forgotten? Or is it underrated? Yeah, it's overrated and it should mm. be forgotten in every way, shape, or form. It's a, again, a lot of these have the same kind of theme. It's a relic of its time. The thing that everybody remembers about Kid Icarus is that it's incredibly nightmarish. It is difficult. horribly hard. Yeah, and 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 that's it. I mean, sure, you you got um, uh, what's the the main character's name? Icarus. <laughs> No, no it was, I, it's, it's not even. I don't even a, know. I, honestly, I, pit, I haven't played pit, it since pit, Game pit. Boy days. Pit. Oh yeah, right? pit. It's pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, <laughs> I think Pit has been is has been like has a resurgence because of Smash Bros. A lot of these, yeah, yeah, of course, and I yeah. feel like Kid Icarus. It's yeah, it's just it's not a it's not it's not an F tier because it's there's some redeeming qualities about it, but. When anybody thinks about Kid Icarus, it's like, oh man, that game was incredibly and stupidly difficult. And that's not really a hallmark of a great game. That's a hallmark of a old Nintendo game right. that 
arcade mindset where you got to make it hard so you put more quarters in this motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, D for D-tier, me, yeah, baby. Same, yeah. same, yeah. I just feel like um, the games were fun sometimes, but mostly they were just frustrating. And I just don't mm-hmm. think that frustrating is kind of how Nintendo wants their fans to feel about their portfolio of games. So I, no, because it didn't fit. It, there's no win. You, you come out with a new Kid Icarus game and it's not nearly as hard, yeah. then the hardcore fans are going to be like, this ain't what we want. Mm-hmm. And then if you make it incredibly stupid hard, then people are like, what the <laughs> fuck is this for? Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's... It's weird. D for dead. Yeah. D for dead. <laughs> Up next, we have Kirby. Kirby Curb, Pablo. Uh, let me let me actually jump yeah. on this one first. Go ahead. I go have ahead. talked a lot of trash about this franchise. I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't know what it is. I don't know where these fans exist, but they're out here. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. hold it against this game fully. I think this Good. is a C-tier franchise, personally. I think it is right smack dab in the in the middle. It is it is the epitome of mediocrity, and that's why I think it needs a C as its grade here or its tier. Um, the games are just fine. Some of them are a little bit better than fine. Some of them are forgettably fine. It, but they just they always hover around this the same position, and I don't see. There, to me, there's never been that one game, and it's obviously subjective. There's never been that one Kirby that is like, that is the game, um, at I, least to well, me. So I say C. I'm C on this one. Well, I think you, I think this year we got that with Forgotten Lands, but I had it at B, um, but I, I could concede to C. I think, look, I, I think... Kirby is a whole ass character. Nintendo uses <laughs> Kirby to plug a lot of genre holes across their library. It's like their it's like their plug all. It's like oh, we need a, a, a fighter, a scroller, a platform. It, he's there, uh, a fucking. Uh, we need to make a, a game about a, a yarn game. today. How about how about yarn? Yeah. Come- a racing game with um. he, he eats he eats himself <laughs> to death. Like uh, it, I think it's Kirby's, uh, Kirby's it, fantastic gluttony coming to Switch. Yeah, Good. pretty much. God. It's a it's a lost franchise. Like it feels lost. There's not a lot of continuity. A lot of like uh, things there. But I do think that a lot of the stuff sometimes is uh, is done well. Um, so I had it under beer because uh, under beach here because a lot of the games that came out may not be like the other, but they are definitely solid franchise or solid games. But yeah, I'm okay with C. I think C is a, is a good um, is a good uh, grade there, a good tier uh, for it. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, up next, Pablo, we have Luigi's Mansion. Um, I'm really curious to see what you think about this one. I, I really, I was trying to think where you'd put this, but I have honestly no idea. I got this at a B. Um, okay. It's an out of the box franchise that puts you in the shoes of Mario's brother in a way that's like completely unique to him. Uh, I think this game is funny because this game actually gives Luigi more personality than Mario's ever had. Uh, I think I understand Luigi more as a person than I'll ever understand Mario. Mario just seems like this detached, like a psychopath. Um, Luigi definitely seems like a more realistic person uh, in that sense. And throwing him into Luigi's Mansion, kind of like highlighting all his kind of He's kind of funny, like you know, he, he's he's a he's he's a little bitch, uh, <laughs> but he's a reluctant. He's like a reluctant hero. Like he'll have to. He does what he has to do in order to get 
get himself out of uh, the mansion and free Mario and everybody else. Um, I think that the, the, the first two games are great. I think that the last one that came out on Switch was fantastic. Uh, just consistently really, really, really fun game. So uh, I, I'm going to go beer. I mean, I, I almost wanted to go high as A because all the games in the franchise, we talk about video games here, they were really good. They were really, really good games. But I think I'll concede to a B because of the fact that they weren't great, incredible games. They were just pretty, yeah. you know, decent no, games. No, I feel, I, I'm, I actually had it be myself and i like luigi's mansion because i think it has a a nice charm to it whimsy a cutesy horror kind of thing that i don't think um gets enough credit but at the same time i do think that there are some things that hold the franchise back i think specifically the controls in 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 the game have always been a little weird uh it feels like you're maneuvering luigi through like a dollhouse you know like the the controls always feel a little off and i i wish they would I wish they had more elegant solutions to that because I think it would have caught on more. But nevertheless, I think this they're incredibly creative and thoughtful and well-made games. And I do think it, it is a great example of a, of a great B-tier type of series. So I'm, I'm with yeah. you on B. Up next, we get to a juggernaut. The mainline Mario series, Super Mario, if you will. Uh, Pablo, I don't know if we need to talk through this a whole lot, but where are you at? now? No, no question. It's an F. No, it's uh, it's S tier all the way. I mean, the quintessential yeah. platformer. Not only the mascot of Nintendo, but basically the the mascot of all video games. Everything. I mean, yep. that's kind of yeah. It's everything. It's the it's, Sonic of video if you games. Don't, right? A fuck. No, well, no, fuck off. Um, I listen, I think if at the end of the day, if you don't know who Mario is, then what are you even listening to Why? this podcast, bro? Uh. It's S tier. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna get too fancy here. Nah, no need, no need. Uh, the next few are yeah. Mario themed games, though. Just as a fair warning, listeners. Up next, we have Mario plus Rabbits. Only one game in the series so yep. far, and that game was fantastic. Mm. Uh, it's it, for all intents and purposes, the game was announced that it, it shouldn't work. I mean, it just it's it's, it's a really weird, it's so weird fucking concept. Take a niche, a very niche genre, and add Mario and Ubisoft rabbits, and just kind of, you know, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what kind of drugs they were doing, but give me some. Mm. But the whimsical <laughs> nature of the game, mixed with its like turn-based strategy game mechanic, makes the game compelling and charming and fun to play and the sequel seems to be that much more better with kind of taking the genre and like turning it upside down and i i these games are made and we know this for a fact they're made by people who love mario and understand mario and really do really good job this is for me a tier i fully agree i fully agree. look at us getting along man we're not arguing about enough um This is good. This is good news. Uh, I don't think we have much to argue about for this next one either. Mario Kart. Come on, bro. What are we talking about? Come on, that's what we're talking about. That's the S tier, boy. This is S. That is an incredible series masterpiece. (sighs) Kart racer, best Mario spinoff. John, it's the best. I'll say this is the best Mario spinoff. Absolutely, it's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, same S tier. Obligatory. No need to say more. Yeah. Uh, so let's move. Let's move on uh, to another Mario game. This one maybe more of a conversation. Mario Maker. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I like for it to make itself disappear. With a uh, D. D yeah. Yeah. Right. I think uh, nobody wants to make their own games. Okay. Some people. Maybe do. Some people do. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I. I'll never understand that. I have nothing about. I don't. I. I don't like anything about the series. I don't think that the stuff that 
is in the game. Like the, the all pre-made levels are f- are particularly great Mario right. levels, and the people that make shit just really want to make your uh, your life oh, miserable. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and junk. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Same, brother. Uh, Mario Party, Pablo. I got yeah. a hot take on this one. I think Mario Party Let is me- goop. But yeah, I have it. I got it at D. I have it at C. Okay. Um, I games later. I think there's seven games too many. Um, yeah. I, I just uh, like, like, what are we doing here? That's um, my exact argument. Yeah. Yeah, it, but I have it under C because I have I have me- I have my memories playing of the game. I I I, I think that it. it I think it does what what it sets out to do. It does it well. You know, you think about games like Fusion Frenzy and even games now like Moving Out and and, and Overcooked. You know, there's a lot of the the Mario Party kind of um, you know formula there. Uh, I I I do like Mario Party. I just think that it is when it comes out, it's a game that you just play a few times with friends here and there. But for me, I think it's like a quintessential C franchise. But if, if you think it should be D, um, then I'm okay with that. too. Um, I don't really, I can, no, I can concede. I can concede because I will say, um, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that they're still making these games. So clearly people like it's selling well. Um, so it, it does behoove Nintendo to keep pushing them out. I just feel like for a while it felt like they were just pushing them out and there wasn't, the, the, there was a lack of creativity or fun after a while. And it, people always talk well, about the earlier ones were the better ones. And I think that there's something to that is all I'll say. Yeah, I think I, I think one, two, and three are the best. Exactly. ones. Exactly. And here's the thing: the, the game that just came out, the Mario Party came out two years it's like ago. Like a collection, has right? a lot of the levels. Yeah, it's a yeah. collection. Has a lot of levels. So uh, that that alone, it, you know, it, that that game sold really right. well. So I, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, yeah, but I ultimately, for me, I just think it's it's. I think it's it's time has passed. Though the sales will say otherwise, but nostalgia is uh, Nintendo has something that a lot of companies don't have, and that's nostalgia, mm. man. Yep, I'm with you on that. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right, so we'll put it at C. Uh, Up next, the last Mario game for a quick little while uh, is the Mario Sports franchise. So that includes like Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, for those of you that are wondering what we mean by that. Uh, Pablo, I think these games have been kind of... um, They had their heyday, but they they just seem to be getting progressively worse. Yeah. when they should be getting better. And I, it, it breaks my heart because I actually really enjoy Mario sports games on the surface, but I feel like they have been so hollow over the last couple of iterations for a lot of these that it's hard to see this going past C. Um, I would even, yeah, I would say C would be for me what I would pick. Mm, I, I, I disagree. I think it's a B because I think that those Mario sports games have been bad lately uh when you think about what these games have been in the past they've been fucking incredible they have Uh, my my thing is i don't think that the games are bad lately because conceptually it's 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 over i just think that they've been pushing them out too quick i think that they have somewhere internally where it's like we have to have a mario sports game every year and they have one pretty much with tennis and golf and strikers i don't think it's a, a a thing that it's like we don't know what we're doing anymore it's like they're they're not giving time to cook, and I think that these Mario Sports games, on a concept level, should be like you said, phenomenal every time that they they come in. I I 
I am still sticking for me. I still think it's B. I think if the next one comes out, which I hope it's like the it's baseball or, or something like that, I and it just isn't good, especially when you got mega baseball out there showing you how it should mm-hmm. be done, and they're they're not unable to kind of match that, and 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 they fail on applying their whimsiness to it and their and their and their kind of. Um, the kind of like taste uh, to those games. I think that at that point we can have the conversation of it just kind of diminishing returns at a C. But okay. I think when you look at the examples with tennis being uh, pre- aces being okay, actually being really good in, in some aspects, and then golf and strikers not being very good, I think you know you're seeing the decline. But it's just it's just started to happen. Yeah. So I think it still has the old games give it a little still more weight on that B tier for me. Okay, I'll concede to that. Up next, we have Metroid Pablo. Um, I've had I, huh. I've been fighting with this one. Where are you at? Respectfully, I have it at a B. Um, okay. As a respect to 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 you and uh, other people that I know, I love the franchise. I get it, but these games come and go like a fart in the wind. It's they never sell well. And seemingly always struggled to be in development. Dread was in development for 10 years. Prime 4 has been restarted in its development cycle. And it's a series that at first glance, you did think, oh, yeah, I know. I know, Samus. It should be S tier. And then you kind of start going through the games and you're like, oh, this and that. Not great. And sure, you all will always have Super Metroid. But ultimately, for me, there are a lot of bad games in the series. And then the games that do come out. (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's a few in there that are kind of like. That at least from what I've people talked about, they're they're just not as good as they they've never reached the heyday of Super uh, Metroid until the Prime series and until obviously Dread, which is beloved. But even then, Dread being a ser- a game that people fucking love, nobody's talking about that game ever. You know, like a month after it released, it was it, it, it people weren't talking about it. It didn't sell very good. Uh, so it's just one of the I, I have it under B. I mean, it's not my place to kind of plant my flag. I think Metroid is a B because I, I know that there's people out there who have will probably put this as an A. I know people will probably put it as an S tier game because it'll talk about how it's it uh it it, it created its own genre mm-hmm. and how it's like very influential. And I agree and I get that, but there's many games that have surpassed it by now. And so how much are we going to give this game its its uh or how much are we gonna let it rest on its laurels when it hasn't been able to consistently uh do what Super Metroid has for the genre as a whole until recently and Prime being its own thing for sure and not me not being a person that's played a lot of prime games i definitely understand why people love it and why they're so excited for Mm -hmm. four but there's just so many weird things in this franchise that make me kind of kind of go through it and just kind of like "Ah, i'm gonna fill in it as it be but i'll I'll let you take over here and uh, so so my fight was between a and s i ain't gonna lie uh (laughs) i'm willing to go down to an a um but that's as far as i can see it And, and you know I don't want to gloss past, and I know we got to move on, so I don't want to be too too long winded here. But to create, to basically be, you know, a creator of a genre, co creator with with Castlevania, and to be yeah. for most people uh, the peak of that, to be able to transition that formula into a first person shooter and do it well three times, yeah, 
um, to true. be able to come back from an extended hiatus and make a good game, whether it stayed into the zeitgeist of conversation or not, um, to, to excel in handhelds, to excel in, in various different forms, to be a female lead that is um, you know not a damsel in distress, I think is really powerful uh, for Nintendo to have, uh, especially considering how some of their other games function in that way. Um, I think that to me, in my heart of hearts, it's an S tier, but I, I am willing to, to go as low as an A tier, if that's cool with you. Cool? Yeah, it's good. Okay. I mean, again, I, it's, it's not my place uh, to say what. I mean, I was never a fan of the series to begin with, but um, I just I, I, I always find it so weird that this is a game that people still talk about till today, and they talk about it like they would talk about Mario. I mean, you were considering putting his S tier, but when you look at when you look at the history of this uh, of this title, it's history like of massive lo- long hiatuses between like almost six like six years or ten years. She had 11, things like, to do, and and. <laughs> and games like Federation Force, you know, things like that that were oh, like well, not yeah. very good. I mean, good. there was the throwaway um, games. I mean, you know, there there were. Yeah, you know, and they had like the other end game and, from, you know, uh, uh they got Team Ninja to do which was gobbledygook. And, uh, yeah. They they've had uh, I'm Hunters, not acting like other end. Yeah, I'm not going to well, Hunters yeah. was okay. I I thought Hunters was was pretty fun personally. Um but, you know, yeah. again, I not without a few steps, but that I good? think that's why it's not an S tier yeah. for me. Yeah. No, I got you. And then, and then, it's 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 a store. It's a, it's a franchise that has a lot of longevity. Okay. It's just it's just so weird how it never really sticks around for too long after a release of a game. But hopefully, a Metro Prime uh, changes that because I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Up next, we have Paper Mario, Pablo. Solid games, smartly made, interesting concepts abound. But for me, it's like it it it, it, it kind of feels like Metroid, where it's like these games come out and like people forget them. But I have it under C. I think it's a it's a lesser okay. game than, than even that. So yeah, uh, that's full I disclosure. I've never played a Paper Mario game in my life. I mean, they're like Mario games, but they use that paper concept. Like the other one was like sticker based. It's mm-hmm. really cute. It's really done really well. Like it's it is a very smartly designed yeah. game. It's just ultimately for me, it's just kind of like oh, it's 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 fine. You know. Okay. Oh boy, I'm worried about this one, Pablo Pikmin. Okay. Uh, Pikmin. Sorry, I stepped. Oh, I'm like he just—he didn't even want to talk uh, about the game. He just walked clean uh, away from Pik- the mic. Yeah, walked away. <laughs> yeah, Pikmin is a. Um, how would I say this? It is a. Uh, I don't get it. I, I I know people like Pinkman. I think it's it's cute. I think it's uh, it's a game that people uh, seemingly are excited for when for the new game and when the when the definitive edition came out for three. I don't get this game. It's not my place. To say. I I just went through it at a C as a starting point. Um, and I was like, if Marco really likes the, the series, he'll he'll tell me why it's better than the C. So no, it's I, on actually I have it at a C um, as well. Okay, yeah, I think for me. Um, it's it's a little bit like what I've talked about earlier. It's one of those franchises that I think, much like Animal Crossing, needs to evolve. Um, and it just didn't do it very much. And I'm really hoping that 4 actually does you know, bring in some new things to freshen things up. I don't want more of the same four games in. I'm sorry. I just don't. But from what we got... Oh, you won't because now you can see the sky in 4. Well, look at you. Um, you know, so yeah. never mind. Uh, A tier. 
Um, <laughs> no, I think C tier is where it belongs right now until we see what they do to move the franchise forward, if they do, uh, with Pikmin 4. Yeah. But right now, I think it's been kind of um, a bit on the mediocre side. I don't know. Like th- when I got to three, I was having, I was still having fun, but I was having fun for the same reasons I was having fun years before. Um, but it's yeah. still a, a fond memory in my uh, Nintendo, you know, history. So I, I think C is where it belongs. Sure. Uh, Pokemon, Pablo. What are you thinking about this? Listen. Yeah, I I think it's up there. It's S tier yeah. for me. I mean, some of the Same. best RPGs around. They're they're trying to be the deepest of deepest of RPGs, but they're really easy to well, pick they're up. Well, global they're, phenomenon they're, they, too. Pokemon Go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's and they can be deceptively yeah. deep as well if you if you want to play play as Nuzlocke, all that bullshit yeah. people talk about. Uh, but yeah, it's S tier. Same. Let's not get cute. No, we ain't gotta get cute. Uh, let's move on to Punch Out instead. C. One hit wonder. Ah, uh, look, uh, quit the show too. Nintendo screwed Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo screwed Mike Tyson out of the cover of the they game did. because he lost the championship right a couple of weeks before uh, the game released. So fuck Nintendo for that bullshit. It was but yeah, this is fun little game. I love Punch Out. I love playing that game. I thought it was really cool. Never really got far into it because I was a kid and I this game was like got really mm-hmm. hard. Uh, but it was a cool little game. I I don't think it's bad. I don't think I, I think it, it's. It's one of those like when it comes, you can go back to it and still kind of appreciate for what it is, but ultimately it's still just a C tier of a game. Yeah, no, I don't have much else to add either. I think it is, uh, it's, it's a, it's a nostalgia uh, conversation uh, just in video game form. You know, everybody remembers playing it. Uh, everybody remembers, yeah. you know, the, 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 you know, the, the feeling of playing it because it was so unique for its time. Yeah. But I don't think it belongs any higher than C. It was, it was cool yeah, for what like- it was. It's like Duck Hunt, except if Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt was good. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, up next, we have Splatoon, Pablo. I'm very curious where you're going to sit this one at. <laughs> I, have it at I have it at B. Um, I think Splatoon found a stride with three, for sure. I think that's like the culmination of one and, and two come together and making the like like making like making this really addictive uh, game. It's basically the de facto multiplayer Nintendo franchise now. Right. My only issue is is that the iteration between 1 and 2, I mean, and, and, I, and I don't want to be that guy, but one, Splatoon and Splatoon 2 are basically the same game. It's just, you know, they, they decided to put a 2 next to it just because it's coming out for the Switch, and uh, which is fine, whatever. That's not really a huge complaint. My other major issue is the fact that it is it is a game that you play online, and the online uh, infrastructure for Nintendo is garbage. It's, it's not the fault of the game, but right. Nintendo did decide to make this game... Uh, as a multiplayer kind of game, I think that the single player stuff is is a, leaves a lot to be desired. I think that the the um I think that the, the game could use a lot more modes. The, the salmon run stuff is really dope. That's kind of the way where I want the, the game to go, and I hope that they release more stuff that's going to expand and expound upon what the, the game does so well. Um, I again, I, I don't think Splatoon is going anywhere. I think that Splatoon four and, and beyond, it, 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 I think they can really have something special there, and it could probably end up being an A tier. And, and fuck, you never know. It could it could be the an S tier uh, because it, it, there's a hole in the in the Nintendo library that needs to be filled, and Splatoon is doing that right now. Mm. But as of right now, I, I would go as a B tier uh, for me. Yeah, I'm actually with you on this one, and that might surprise some people because of how much I've gushed about it on the show and, and just in general. 
Um, but I think that three is really going to be the key for this franchise uh, to really see where it sits, because not just because of the, the, the base game, but to see how they support it for the next few years, what kind of content they're able to come up with to keep things fresh and, and keep things feeling new and interesting and engaging uh, in this very live service centric world we're in now in, in the industry. What can they do to kind of um, you yep. know, stay, stay in line with that and stay interesting and relevant uh, for the life cycle of the game? Uh, and I'm really curious to see that for right Right now, I have to give it a B until we find out what that's like. Um, but there is yeah. there is something to be said for breaking Japan's sales records for uh, all gaming's ever made. All, all, Absolutely, that's that's nuts. That uh, if someone were to say that that's what tips the scale to put it in A tier, I would I would concede to that. But I think for your reasons, especially talking about some of the other modes in the game not being as of high quality or as as well done as the multiplayer stuff, I I will agree that I think it's B. But like that B plus, it's like right on that borderline. Yeah, it's right on that corner. I I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox, Pablo. Here we go. Um, You know, I know it's hard for you to talk about this one when it was surpassed by Starlink Battle for Atlas uh, a few years ago. (laughs) No, this is actually really difficult because Star Fox is a super fucking like special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like Star Fox sixty four, is was for a long time. Star Fox sixty four for a long time was my top ten games of all time. Um, I, on my notes here, I have an A, B, C. <laughs> I have all three because I don't know, man. I I, I do know. I, can I, help I you. think ultimately, I can help you. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's a C tier okay. franchise now because. Uh, 64 uh star fox 64 is like the shit like that's the one that i love uh you know finally got to play star fox 2 which never came out and i know why yeah. uh star fox zero uh, it just it just wasn't very good it just feels like this is the game this is a a, a series of one game which mm-hmm. is which is uh star fox 64 and though i feel like that can elevate this to b i think i had to be fair and true to like the spirit of what we're doing here and and i can't ignore everything else around it and you know maybe one day it'll come back to his glory days we'll see i doubt it but as it stands right now is a c tier i'm glad you are I'm glad you're being dignified here i thought i was gonna have to fight you yeah uh but yeah i'm gonna as well yeah yeah, I was like, oh, Star Fox came out. I'm like, A, of course. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, maybe B. And I'm like, <laughs> C? Uh, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. 3DS had, oh, 3DS had had, had a Mar- uh, Star Fox 64. <laughs> That's all I had. It was the, the, the yeah. re-release of that. Yeah. All right. I think these next two should be pretty easy. We have up first yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Pablo, do I need Don't to? play no games. S-tier, motherfucker. <laughs> like, Why are you this is a today? great... <laughs> Because this is a great fighting game that that can be perceived as shallow and easy, or kind of you know you can get really into the to, to the weeds weeds here and and it be a kind of a deep fighting game. It's it, it's perfect. It implements all character personas and abilities from different franchises into one and balances it out to be just one of the best fighting games for me. It's a masterclass in, in game development and uh, kind of sad because I, I think that we're not going to see another one for many, many years, if ever again. Uh, but man, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate is ultimate. I mean, that is, it's all in the name. Mm-hmm. It is the ultimate version of that game. I wish more games did that. Like, once we read the end of the road, here's everything that you loved about the franchise in one fucking game. Have at it. Uh, but yeah, Super Smash Bros. S tier. Yeah, I, I always look at this franchise as the most beautiful mess in gaming uh, because it is it is literally just a cluster of, of everything from everywhere. 
and uh, it's awesome and awe-inspiring. Uh, it can be very chaotic and um, very yeah. hard to grasp if you're uh, late to the series. Um, it can be very pick-up-and-play, but it could also be frustratingly um, you know, sweaty, uh, depending on where you're playing, you play with a tryhard like me, boy. Yeah, it could be it could be a lot of different things. It checks various boxes, and I and I, but I think that's also to its credit because so few games can really be that many things and still be as great as it is. Uh, and yeah. and what other game do you know where announcing a new character is like an event? You know what I mean? Like that tells yeah. you that there is something to that franchise that is very special uh, to the point yeah. where just announcing a new character is like world stopping. Um, yeah. Nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. So, yeah. No, not at all. Legend of Zelda Pablo. Anything like this at all? I doubt it. <laughs> um, the exception, with the exception of Zelda 2, which was genuinely bad, there has never been a bad Zelda game. And people be like, well, Skyward Sword. Yeah, that was not as good compared to other Zelda games, but compared to other video games, fantastic. They take chances in the series as well. Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, yeah. games that you never expected would be uh, a mainline uh, Zelda game, and it works. Then, till just very recently, a couple of years ago, six years ago, four or five years ago, you got Breath of the Wild, which kind of recontextualized and, and and brought the, the, the Legend of Zelda into the current generation of gaming and then the much anticipated tears uh of the kingdom i mean i mean there's i don't know of any franchise that can just release a game or, or or announce a game and people just be like on pins and needles waiting for it to come out i mean this is one hell of a game and it, 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 it is it is i i still think the legend of zelda when you compare it to other franchises by nintendo is underrated uh i i i i, I, th- I, I still people think uh, i think people still don't value it as much as they would value a Mario and I think that's you know I think that's crazy talk but that's S tier for yeah, me yeah my only knock against Zelda is there's so many missed opportunities narratively that I wish that they would capitalize on because the, that world is so interesting yeah. and the lore is so interesting but I think they kind of jumbled up um, a lot of the timeline things too much and it got a little too convoluted I wish it was easier uh, I wish I, it was a little easier to follow for casuals is all I'm saying but that's really splitting okay, hairs I'm not, I'm not making understand. it a big deal though I understand because I I feel that the timeline is pretty simple to follow. I do think that Breath of the Wild fucked that up a little bit. But for for everything that I've seen, I've seen a lot of breakdowns. It looks like Tears of the Kingdom is actually going to bring a lot of that stuff together into and, and kind of uh, put a bow on a lot of stuff. Uh, and I hope that that comes in way of actual storytelling because yeah. I think that's the only kind of hurdle that this franchise has yet to kind of surpass. I think Ocarina of Time has an incredible story, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, after that, it's been pretty much bland. Uh, so I, I, I do want that for, for this franchise for sure. Okay. Up next, we have WarioWare, Pablo. D. Wacky, off the wall, yeah. whatever. Shut the hell it's up. Tongue this in is cheek, some but bullshit there's just ass. not a lot of staying power or interest in that I have in that franchise, honestly. No, it, it, it's basically a play on vaporware. Yeah, nothingness. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't have much to say about uh, that one personally. Yeah, uh, we have the Warriors games. Now, this is like the the Koei Tecmo Musu games, uh, like Fire Emblem Warriors, oh, yeah. Hyrule Warriors, that kind of thing. Pablo, how do you feel like this stacks up? C tier. I think. I think some of them, uh, like the the. Um, the Fire Emblem ones are really mm-hmm. cool because they implement a lot of the Fire Emblem stuff into it. Uh, and the Zelda ones are not very good yep. because that that's not a franchise that really lends lend itself to it. But I think it's a C. I think it's a solid kind of thing, especially just leaning more on the um, on um, on the other games. Uh, I just said it. Uh, <laughs> shit. Fire yes. Emblem. Uh, I think those are fantastic no doubt. Uh, in terms of everything that I've seen. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, almost at the end here, we have Wave Race up next, Pablo. Yeah, I mean, the N64 version of this is kind of what made it uh, people notice. I know there's a... I like the uh, GameCube one. GameCube. I liked it. Yeah, the GameCube one that came out. But that only that one only sold 600,000 copies Yeah, it wasn't a total. banger. No. Yeah, so I, I looked that up because I was like, man, I don't really remember that too much. But I think Wave Race is a C. I think, you know, I think uh, everything about it is is kind of like what you would see in a racing game mm-hmm. that came out with the new console it's beautiful water to look at it was actually kind of like mind-blowing a little bit but ultimately it was fine racing and it just didn't really have any carryover yeah. um and i, I thought it, it was, was a lot like see, 1080 snowboarding a, is to me in the same in the same sense almost it yeah. was that kind of like i agree weird sports stunts tricks portfolio thing that nintendo was going for for a while and then it just it didn't make sense anymore but i did enjoy my time with yeah. them i just never thought they reached a th- uh, uh uh, threshold of greatness in any way, shape, or right, form. Right. Uh, up next, we have uh, Wii or Switch Sports. Um, it's a weird yeah, one. Very weird. The Switch Sports is is is, is garbage, but Wii Sports is iconic. Yes, it is the, bowling, the perfect choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the showcase of what the Wii was capable of. I think that because of how bad Switch Sports is and how incredible Wii is, I'm gonna go like I went somewhere in the middle. I went with B tier. I actually did one. the same thing. Yeah, I got B on this yeah, one. It's the best packing game of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, there's no, there's something yeah. to be said for that too. It's just like, man, bowling was the thing. You know, every ho- house party had it. It was it was just everywhere. Grandmas were playing it in retirement homes. So hard man. man. I yeah, know it was wild. And Switch Sports, they dropped that shit so hard. Like I was like, how you just do what they do with Wii? Like I don't understand what the fuck this guy was thinking about. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, up next, we have Xenoblade Chronicles, Pablo. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna go with a B here. Uh, personally, dabbled uh, with the first one. I put 25 hours in the second one. Never really grabbed me. I never played X. Uh, never really grabbed me. Um, I thought that the games were like really like there's a lot over a lot of stuff. It's like really obtuse at times and very like chock full of stuff, overcomplicated, jammed. It was just that's what it felt like to me. Till I played Xenoblade Chronicles Three, which is you know probably the best, second best game you need of, to beat uh, of the year. You need to beat it. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Okay, I'm there. You, I'm last chapter. I'm, I'm you, there. You're um, worrying me, man. That's gonna get no, no, no. That's gonna get beat, man. That, that I love that All game right. so much. I, I, it's still enthralled every time that that cutscene comes on. But it's a beat here for me because of everything else. Like I think uh, XB3 is such a standout. It's like it's like miles better than 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 the the other games and i just feel like there is that weird kind of space in between those yeah. so i mean i i i default to you cuz i know you played them all and you like them all i might need so. to go away on this hoe yeah okay. cuz i think i would have said b all the way up until uh 3 came out and 3 just blew me away i think mm. this is the second best jrpg franchise well maybe third behind persona and final fantasy but i think the fact that i would say it's top 3 i Hey, that's true. Man, I, I I can't see it lower than A. I'm I'm hard to hard to argue okay. that. Hard to argue okay. that. That's true because I I would think of it like when we did our top five RPGs of all time. If we were to Oof. do that list right now, Man, I would probably have listen. Xenoblade Chronicles three like right after Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, or you know so. Okay. Yeah. And the last game on our list, or last franchise rather, apologies, uh, is the Yoshi franchise. Interesting one. Yeah, I like. I like Yoshi uh, Woolly's World and Yoshi's Island on on DS. I think those are nice little games, uh, but I don't think it's a. I don't think this is a franchise that really matters. Mm. Um, I, 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 
I recognize the quality of some of them. There's some that are not very good. But I think because of so such a nothingness that it is, I had to go D uh, on this. Yep. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's not a franchise I ever want to see again. Yeah. And if it does come back, it, there's no, like, fanfare yeah, for me. It's, it's, like, oh, it, it's, it's like more power to it. It was there. It did its thing for a time, but it never really, it never really grabbed on. It just felt like an afterthought kind of franchise. Um, so yeah, I had it at D as well. So we're, we're on the same page there. Now we have gone through all the games on our list, Pablo. Let's give this list a quick glance over. Is there anything else that stands out? Anything you want to debate? Move? Nope. Okay. I like everything that I've seen. One thing I will say, if for whatever reason, my, um, recording thing here dies, just go ahead and finish the show off without me. Just continue what? without me. I don't think it will, but just in All case. right. I'm giving your, your battery life a F tier. Uh, let's go ahead and read through. <laughs> The entire tier list for Nintendo franchises, according to your friends here at Cooldown Time. At the F tier, we have Duck Hunt and F-Zero. At the D tier, we have ARMS, Dr. Mario, Kid Icarus, Mario Maker, WarioWare, and Yoshi. C tier Nintendo franchises are Star Fox, 1080 Snowboarding, Kirby, Mario Party, Paper Mario, Pikmin, Punch-Out!, Warriors games like Fire Emblem and Hyrule Warriors, and Wave Race. B-tier Nintendo franchises are Splatoon, Advance Wars, Earthbound, Luigi's Mansion, Mario Sports Games, and Wii slash Switch Sports. A-tier Nintendo franchises (laughs) are Animal Crossing, Bayonetta, Fire Emblem, Mario Plus Rabbids, Metroid and Xenoblade Chronicles. And last but not least, the S-tier franchises for Nintendo are Donkey Kong, the Super Mario Mainline series, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Kart, Pokemon, and Super Smash Brothers. Pablo, I think we killed this list, man. I think we did our thing here. I mean, it's a testament to, to Nintendo's greatness. It is. It was like a really uh, because, even spread, too. Like, a lot of these peppered in everywhere. But, yeah, yeah the D-tier and F-tier stuff belonged. But everything, they have a great portfolio, man. There's no denying. Yeah, I mean, you even go through some C-tier stuff, you're like, holy yeah. shit, those are, hell, those are incredible Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, that is going to wrap up our tier list for Nintendo. And it's going to wrap up this week's show. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, please don't forget to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this conversation. And don't forget to follow... Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Cooldown Time, so that we'll always be in your FOV. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Make me feel good.